and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability too, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks the guy. Hall running free, Reese Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. He was always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching another edition of Blue Splits and potentially listening, Kyle, because I did figure out how to get onto the podcast app. So if you are a person who is a little bit frustrated by only being able to listen or watch on YouTube, uh, Blue It Splits on any of the podcast app that you are um, that you are favorable to, uh, click it in there and you should be able to listen to the streams as well. Uh, Kyle, this is so today we're going to be going over our stat predictions from last year. So we're going to be making fun of our, our stat predictions. I already saw my Zach Wilson ones. I'm like, oh, this is this is not going to be good. So we're going to shit on ourselves a little bit about our stat predictions. We're going to talk about some of the superlatives. Um, but we also have quite a bit of, of news to talk about. Just in the last few days, um, potential you know talkings of contract restructurings. We have some some free agent targets out there who have cleared up in the last couple of days. Um, one Hopkins and Cook. So uh, we have a jam-packed two hours, which is not necessarily something – um, that's typical on, on June 8th, but I guess we are Jets fans. So we have typically a lot to talk about, but before we get into all of it, Kyle, what is up as Lloyd says, Mr. Smith, uh, doing pretty good. Uh, you know, just, uh, get ready for the school year to finish up. Um, you know, trying to finish strong, uh, not too much else going on, but, uh, not as busy as you've been clearly clanking at those film reviews and other things. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you are not privy to all of the film reviews, uh, I put out Aaron Rodgers part one, Sauce, uh, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, uh, Chuck Clark is coming, Warren's coming. Who else is there, Kyle? Uh, Tipman's out, Will McDonald's out, a uh, bunch of people. A bunch of people are out, um, which we'll go over later. Um, I'm not sure how much Kyle has watched. I know he's watched at least a good amount of them, so we'll talk a little bit about some of Kyle's thoughts about the reviews, if it changes mind, if it hasn't changed his mind about the player. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, Jarek Bernard Converse because Kyle did mention to me a couple of weeks ago that I may or may not, or that I that he thinks I will not like his film. Through three games, I'm just, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on him and why I wouldn't, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so we also have, uh, what, we have the playoffs going on too, which Kyle, I don't know about you. Um, I don't know if, are you, are you a big hockey or basketball guy at all? Like, I know you, you pay attention, right? But you're not the biggest into any of that stuff, right? Uh, I don't pay attention much. Uh, when playoffs happen, um, I pay attention a little bit more, especially if one of the teams I kind of like is in, is in the mix. I was definitely paying yeah. attention a lot when the Knicks were, you know, making a playoff run. And, um, you know, I kind of like the Rangers too. Uh, I would say probably mm, 2014, 15 ish years, when the Rangers were pretty good and made deep playoff runs, I was definitely watching a good amount of the playoff games, but that's kind of about it for me. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, uh, I mean, I'm definitely rooting against the heat. I don't like the Miami heat. So 
Is there so so I actually like Jimmy Butler, um, but knowing that a lot of Dolphins fans are Heat fans and knowing yeah. a lot of Dolphins fans are Panthers fans, I'm very heavily rooting against both Florida teams because uh, I don't want Dolphins fans to be happy, you know. So um, definitely rooting for 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 Vegas and for the for the Nuggets. I believe uh, I think Game Three of the NHL is tonight. I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe it is. Um, so. Let's say hello to some people in the chat before we get, we'll get into some of the topics of surrounding the Jets. And then later on in the show, we'll go through some of the stat predictions. But first, let's say hello to some people who are in the chat very, very early. Dakota, about six hours ago uh, with the Green Heart and the, and the Jet. Appreciate Dakota with the uh, su- uh, consistent uh, support. Uh, I doubt we get Cook since he can get a starting gig with the Bills or Dolphins. Um, Eagles always want to kind of <laughs> just throw it out there and let's get right into the topic. Screw it, Tile or Kyle. I said call you Tile. Again, three hours of sleep. I just told Kyle before I got three hours of sleep right now, so I'm going to mix up some words. Dalvin Cook released. There's a whole rumors that we might be trading for him. Um, I think we're we're bet MGM's favorites for Dalvin Cook right now. Some of the websites were two. Really? Some of the other websites were three. Um, what is Mr. Kyle Smith's thoughts about adding one Dalvin Cook? I always kind of liked him as a player whenever I saw him play. Um, he obviously had a great college career. Uh, and then he hit the ground running as an NFL player. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he slid to the second round. He didn't have a great uh, combine. I think his 40-yard dash time is a little on the slower end, if I remember correctly. But, I mean, he, he's just a good player. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he just he has good vision, has a good feel for the game. But, again, he's an – I don't say he's an old running back, but in terms of running backs, yeah. he's a little bit on the yeah. older end, right? Like, you know, and just in terms yeah. of, um, you know, injuries and – just the amount of carries that he's had in the NFL. So I want to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to say I'm not opposed to necessarily adding him, but like, what's the price and stuff. I mean, the Jets are definitely in win now mode. So, you know, you want to do everything you can to, you know, you don't want to be like the Eagles last year, you know, the Eagles greatest season as they had. And as close as they were at the end of the day, they didn't get a ring. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all about, you know, it's not just about being good or being great. You want to ho- hoist that Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if a 27, 28-ish year old running back is going to be that extra piece that helps you do that. But certainly it, it might. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily in theory opposed to it. He is a good player. Like there was rumors a um, month plus ago about Ezekiel Elliott coming to the Jets. Uh, and I much prefer Dalvin Cook to someone like Zeke, based off of what I saw. All depends. All depend on the price. Like, what's the general feel for the price? And I'm going to read some stats, by the way, as well. Which, which it's obviously stats aren't everything, but I'm going to put some stats out there from from our one of our own uh, Rivka. Um, but what's what's the general feel about what you'd and at least initially before really delving into the film, like uh, about a price you feel comfortable with Dalvin Cook? Um, uh, so like a, a cap number for one yeah, year? ish ish yeah you know i i, I don't want to lock you down to it but in general i don't feel think i'd really want to pay him like over i don't know i almost want to say five but that seems like you're shortchanging him but i can't i, I, I couldn't go over I was six gonna say four or five yeah i was gonna say yeah, four or five. I, I don't and know let me, maybe, and, maybe and, six and, tops but only because i'm thinking like okay you might be able to like you're you're just you, obviously you don't even consider him if you're in full rebuild mm-hmm. but this Aaron Rodgers' window is so limited. So, you know, if you have to get a guy who's been a great player, he's been like a top five-ish back, you yeah. know, over his time in the NFL. So was. was. Now, now, secondary question with this, before I read some stats, the thing is with it is like, oh, yeah, bring him on. 
with that being said, and like obviously there's a short window, let's say a two or three year window with Aaron Rodgers. I, I still feel like it's going to be two, but I, I'm hoping for three. But with that being said, if, if you do bring on Cook, you're not keeping five running backs. So if you had to get rid of somebody, obviously you're not getting rid of Brees, you're not getting rid of Izzy. So you're bringing in Cook. Who who's who's who should get shown the door? Is it Michael Carter? Is it Donovan Knight? That's something that people don't factor in. I'll just get them. Yeah, but we also have to get rid of somebody as well. Well, I guess uh, training camp and preseason will really be the determinant of that. Uh, yeah. And quite honestly, like, you know, I, I want to say Carter, you know, obviously he was the higher draft pick. The one guy wasn't even drafted, Zonovan Knight. But at times, Zonovan Knight outplayed him. Granted, it was a very short yeah. span. But if we're talking about who's looked better overall in the Jets uniform, it has been Michael Carter. Uh, you know, he had a pretty damn good rookie season. So, um, but, you know, hey, listen. Uh, when, when you build a good roster, if you have to let go of a pretty good player, that's not necessarily such a bad thing. That's a, that's a, a sign that you do have a pretty good roster. So, yeah. So you know. let me quote some numbers here from, from Rivka's article. Um, Cook ran for well, 1184 yards, six, six most a month amongst running backs and eight touchdowns tied for 11th. Um, however, here are some of the underlying metrics and ranks above among 43 backs with at least hundred attempts. So for among 43 backs with at least hundred attempts, his um, expected um, or his EPA per rush was negative 0.4, which is tied for 39th out of 43 in terms of just your expected average per per that rush. Rush yards over expectations per rush were negative 0.75, which is 41st out of 43. His DVOA, I don't know exactly what that is, but he's tied for 34th or 35th out of 43. His DYAR. Uh, DVOA. Um, try to explain this in a way that someone else could understand uh because i'm not even the best at explaining it or understanding it myself but it's it's basically uh let's say that you rush for five yards but you do it on a third and ten okay well you didn't get a first down mm -hmm. obviously defenses are going to play soft on a third mm -hmm. and ten it's much easier to rush for five yards than it is on a fourth and one so dva factors in down in distance uh when, with yards per carry so sometimes like if a guy has you know 40 carries on the season, but he has a really high yards per carry. It's like, okay, but what situation did he get all those yeah, yards? Draw like, 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have DY. Yeah. We have the DYAR, which is 36 out of, out of um, 43. The run, the rush success rate is 48% or 48%, which is tied for 30th out of, out of 43 yards after contact per attempt was 12th, which is still okay. That's solid. Elusiveness was 16th out of 43 yards per route run was 25th out of 43. The drop rate was 34th out of 43 in terms of just dropping the ball. And then pro football focus pass blocking grade was, was 25th out of 43. So it seems like, and, and, and this is, it's not only the stats, but even watching him last year, um, I, I thought he was starting to lose a step and it seemed like he just took what was blocked for him. So I think at this point you're paying more for the name than the actual product on the field. Yeah, and to point. me, like it's, it's not, it's not that I wouldn't, I, I'm that I'm opposed to bringing him on. Like, yeah. If you're telling me, hey, in a vacuum, Dalvin Cook versus Donovan Knight or Michael Carter, bring me Dalvin Cook. But with that being said, Kyle, I would rather take that five or six million dollars and invest it into safety, invest it into a linebacker, yeah. invest it into potentially a backup quarterback. So I'm not saying it would be a bad move, but I'd, I'd rather go three or four other avenues with with our with our cap. You know, for Dalvin Cook's price, let's just say it's five million dollars. You could probably bring Quan and John Johnson in or Adrian Emos for that price. And I'd much rather have those two guys than just Dalvin Cook. So I get the idea of it, but I'm not really I'm not really head over heels in love with it. I would be okay if it happened, but depending on the price um, and depending on the other moves, you know, if this was if this is their 
if this is the thing that they think is going to put them over the top, I don't think it necessarily does. I much rather go after Ke- like if we're talking about big fish, Kevin Bayard, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. I- I'm still waiting for one of those moves. I don't think Dalvin Cook moves the needle as much as some people think he does at this point in his career. With 28 years old, with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of carries on his on his uh, tires there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so yeah. supposedly. There's some rumors about uh, DeAndre Hopkins and how you know he's when things aren't going so well he's not necessarily the guy that you want the leader that yeah. you want and apparently yeah. he doesn't love practicing but there's also this rumor too that uh, you know uh, a lot of people think that he's not the player that he once was but if we're talking about getting a guy who's on the back end of his career and you know is yeah. a little washed up I'd much mm-hmm. rather go with the receiver For sure. who is as dominant as he was than than an old school. Uh, n- n- school but an older running back um so i'm there with you with with that and um yeah and, and with hopkins too like the thing is like and no he's not hopkins of houston texans but he could still be a very very probably an elite number two in the league and the thing with him is we don't necessarily know the price and it's funny that he's going to visit the titans when he said he wanted a really good quarterback a really good defense and you're going to visit the titans yeah they have all of that um but for for his price, let's just let's just assume it's around the Odell Beckham price. It's $14, $15 million. You get rid of Davis for 10. You get rid of Ashton Davis for two-ish. Mims and and you know, Mims is about a million or two. Uh Bryce Hall is probably not going to be here. He's a million or two. So for the price of 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 you know Corey Davis and Ashton Davis and a couple of other bottom of the roster guys who aren't going to make it, you could bring in DeAndre Hopkins. And I get the you know the, the locker room stuff or whatever, but I, I think that's a piece a, a piece that can legitimately push you over the top. But right now. Like, you know, and, and obviously everything's very much elevated by by um, by Rodgers, right? But with that being said, the receiving core is solid. It's not great. The running back room right now is solid, but it's not great. You know, you still have questions with Brees Hall and then some of the depth behind him. I like what we have, but it's still – there's a bunch of question marks there. The tight ends are, are solid, but not great. You know, the offensive line is okay to solid, but not great. So you, you have a bunch of, of, of decent and solid pieces around Rodgers, but I don't think we have – any elite position groups around him, uh, minus the defense, obviously. The defense is going to be top five, in my opinion. But you add a Hopkins to that offense, and that puts that receiver core into it, it elevates it from solid to one of the better ones in the league, right? And it's not only the top, like you can argue, you know, T. Higgins and Chase, or you could argue whoever you want to over the actual one, one, two punches in the Jets than the Jets would have. But if you're talking about Garrett Wilson, Hopkins, Lazard, Hardman, and Cobb as a five, that's that's one of the better receiving groups in the league. That's probably a top five group right there. So I would like to do very deep. Yeah. Even, even more, you know, and I'm not saying it's not deep now. You feel like whatever, whatever, whatever position, like, you know, if someone's out, you know, someone's got a sore hammy or something any given week and another guy's got to step in, you feel very confident. Um, You know, one guy has been running a lot of routes in a game. He's a little tired. You got to, you know, switch up a little bit. You feel like any, any personnel package you go in, you're, you're putting five guys on the field who you feel very confident with. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement there. Um, in terms of the whole Cook thing, you know, if we try to think of, uh, is there a similar example of when the Jets were Super Bowl, you know, uh, Danny um, Tomlinson? Yeah, and I love that man. Is, is is that by the way? Is 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 he your favorite running back? He's my favorite running back of all time. I don't know who who, who yours is. I'm just curious, but he's he's my number one. Uh, hmm. Hmm. favorite running back of all time. I I liked him a lot. Um. Yeah. I had his jersey back when I was in middle school. Uh, nice. I, I don't know if I have a favorite of all time. You know, interesting. We should do that. Maybe one show. Being, maybe a, being a Texas Longhorns fan, yeah. I I liked Ricky Williams a lot. There you and, go. And you know, but then his best years were with the Dolphins, and then 
as I grew to be an even bigger football fan, I started to hate the Dolphins more. So it's like I could like Ricky Williams, but mm-hmm. damn, he's he's a Dolphin. So it's hard for me to to say he's number one. I don't know. Um, I did like Priest Holmes a lot back in the day too. Granted, you know, yeah, he was a UDFA guy, uh, another Longhorn, uh, but uh, he had man that 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 offensive line that he had in Kansas City was a bunch of studs, bunch of studs. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe one episode we have to build our, our all time favorite favorite teams. That that could that could be cool. that, that could be cool a fall season topic. Um, yeah. So, but but LT. I'm, Thing is, is when when you see a running back who their stats are declining, their numbers are declining, team releases him. They're right about releasing him. Like he's on the backside of his career. There's no doubt about it. So it's just how much juice does he have left in the tank, and is it the smartest way for the Jets to use the remaining resources? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Not when you have Tony Adams at starting free safety. Not when you have a third linebacker. Not when you have a, a bunch a bunch of stuff there. But for Hopkins, like, and again, I want to go back and really, really watch these guys. But based on what I've seen and what I know of these guys, it's like if Hopkins was to to join the Chiefs or the Bills or the Chargers or whoever, it's gonna be like, oh shit, like we have that much more competition. Where, yeah, I, I don't want Cook to go to, and, and this might bite me in the ass. I don't want Cook to go to the Bills. I don't want Cook to go to the Dolphins. But I'm not gonna be like shaking in my boots, like, oh my god, Cook went. Like, I think I think he's going to get what the offense blocks for him. But I don't think he's like overly dynamic and be a guy that really creates for himself anymore. It's just, it's just, and again, it's not saying I don't want him, but I rather have Quan and John Johnson over him. You know, if if you're just talking about the price for him, I rather have those those two guys, maybe a backup quarterback. Like, there's there's a bunch of things I I rather have. So, um, yeah, I'm very lukewarm on it, and, and it depends obviously on the price. We get him for three four million dollars. Okay, cool. You know, awesome. Um, but if we're talking about seven eight million dollars, whatever it might be, uh, that's that's just too much. Like, again, I, people people get obsessed with names. You know what that is, Kyle, but. Um, with that being said, kind of it kind of ties into this topic. Um, we're, we heard some rumors that Quan is is waiting out for a little bit more a little bit more money, and the Jets aren't really going to be interested past anything like a, a way above the the veteran minimum. So it seems like the Jets may have interest, like veteran minimum, similar contract to last year as Quan. But Quan's rapping now, and there's like rap songs about the Jets, and he's posting pictures in green cleats with a Joe Namath shirt on with Jet lyrics in the song he's playing for his things, like. Do you think it's going to happen with with Quan? Because we've been and he bodied somebody on Twitter the other day. I don't know if he saw that, but he no. What he said? Something he he was basically just like somebody quote tweeted him and said like or, or responded to something like saying he's 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 slow or he can't cover or whatever. And he like you know just called him like a you know basically like a fuck boy and you know you have no neck and you're ugly <laughs> shit like that. It's kind of funny, um, but nonetheless, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on on Quan? And then kind of tied into that, Kyle, because not only Quan, because Quan's going to cost a million, two million dollars, maybe three, whatever that may be. But there's also been some rumblings where Rick Shimini, um recently said that uh, it seems like uh, Corey Davis is going to take a pay cut. Oh. So you hear that. So so you have so tied into this, you have Jordan Whitehead who he he restructured the contract, but he also took like two million dollars off. There were some void years added and all that, but he was owed like ten, ten, eleven million dollars. And now he's getting paid like eight million of that ten million, so he actually took like a two million dollar hit. You have Corey Davis, who now is apparently going to be taking a pay cut soon. And then Mosley was interviewed. I don't know if you watched the interview, but people asked him about a potential pay cut, and he said, "Yeah, like we've been, you know, my agent's been in contact with them. He, he, he didn't really give details about it, but he did mention the Jets are talking to his agent about a pay cut. So Carl Lawson pay cut, Jordan Whitehead pay cut, uh, Corey Davis potential pay cut, Mosley pay cut." The Jets are at about $24 million in room right now. If you make more room with Davis Mosley, um, with Davis and Mosley, 
what are we spending the money on, Kyle? There's, it's And I know people are talking about Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams doesn't really affect this year. Now, they could if they wanted to, but it's not going to affect, affect this year much. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to have some hit this year, but we're going to be talking about you know, 26, 27, 28 million dollars. It does it seem to you that it's like, are the Jets going to make another move? Because that's what it seems like to me. I, I, I don't know what's coming, but I think the Jets realize that they're in a position, obviously, to go for it all this year and next year. And this roster, while very, very good, is not maybe the level of the Eagles or not the level of the Chiefs. But I feel like with one of, and I'm not just saying one specific guy, but one of Hopkins or Bayard, I think that pushes us up to that elite category with the Bengals, with the Chiefs, with the Eagles type of teams in the league. I think top to bottom, like the Chief, the Chiefs roster is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just, yeah. it's coaching. Yeah. One of the best coaches, uh, without Damn. a doubt. And then they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's. Uh, they have like a couple of real high quality studs. Jones, I, you and I have argued about Jones over the years, but uh, he's also a really, really high quality player too. And man, did they get kind of get lucky with the offensive line? Um, you know, they just had a couple stud draft picks with uh, Humphrey and getting Trey Smith all the way in the sixth, um, and then him developing the way that he did. Uh, but I mean, it's hard to say. Oh, the the chief. I, the Chiefs have like a much better roster or even like a decently better roster than the Jets. Like I think the Jets are could kind of hang with yeah. them top to bottom. Yeah. But yeah, they just have a lot of top heavy studs and well coached, obviously. But yeah, they, not we have a better roster. roster, but we don't but we don't have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So we need more pieces Correct. to be able to compete with them. You know, you don't you 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 feel what I'm saying there. Like I feel like we're a step below them, but with a Bayard or with the Hopkins, we we are right there. Yeah, I, I don't I, we talked about this two weeks ago. I don't think Bayard's going to be the move. I just don't see the Jets wanting to put those kinds of resources into a safety. Um, as much as it would, you know, kind of uh, really fill up a weakness. It's not like you're just putting that, uh, whatever that, cra- you know, those craps, those, those TV commercials or whatever, like you get a dent in your car and you're, or a scratch on your car and you just put that crap on there and it, 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 the scratch goes away. Well, it doesn't really go away. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, going to an actual like shop and getting it done or whatever. Uh, so if you get Bayard, like he takes like a weakness and really kind of makes it a strength. But I just, Kinda, yeah. I think Fuck like the either. Jets really kind of just really want to stick with their philosophy and be really top heavy in the positions that they think, you know, really matter. And uh, obviously, you know, defensive end is uh, one such position, edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that move is going to be, but it seems pretty likely that there will be a move. Now, and do you think it's thing- coming soon, Kyle? Because they released fan favorite Hall of Fame player, yes. Will Parks. And yeah, listen, and every, everyone listen, stays doubting him, man. I, I, I don't want to talk too much shit, but the guy does talk like he's done anything in his career. Like the, he, 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 Listen, he's friendly, all that stuff, but he tweets like he's some stud of a player. And he consistently gets cut. Like he's not very good. And he came in last year and he kind of sucked. Like I don't, I don't get the the love for Philly. Will I'm sorry, but like I get the personality maybe. But he, I, he's also think... a little bit cocky for my liking in terms of what he actually does in the field. So he's gone. But with that being said, Kyle, usually when somebody gets released, there's a corresponding roster move. So is it coming? <laughs> if I can comment on Philly, Will for a moment. Uh, so you you may. It makes you wonder why would a player who's clearly subpar has to, on some level, know that he's subpar, talk at the rate and level that he does. And it kind of reminds me of a a good buddy of mine. uh, I I won't say his name on air, who, when we were playing in a flag football league, which was full contact at the line of scrimmage, this is like post like actual playing days for me, but 
the league was good. It was competitive. It was fun. Um, and my buddy, he used to talk a lot of shit and, and, and this is a flag league and you know, like the, the refs wanted like the games to be appropriate. Not like you can go like over the line with like shit talking. Uh, like if you said like certain, like really bad curse words or something like you could get a flag, but my friend who used to get abused sometimes as a player, um, he, he would talk a lot of shit. I'm like, why are you talking shit, man? Like you got us a flag. You're not that good. It yeah. just makes you look bad when you talk that much shit. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you know what? I do it because it brings my own like self-esteem up. Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta have confidence in myself. So like me talking shit makes me feel like I'm better. And then I feel like I play better. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't quite get that. Um, but I feel like there might be something similar with Philly will. And we kind of talked about how, um, you know, Jamal Adams might have, like, well, he was definitely kind of a little bit of a, you know, like a fake persona. He didn't always seem genuine. Um, no way. But uh, I don't know with Philly will, there might be something similar there too. Um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're trying to play psychologist right now or I am trying, trying to not you um, anyway, but the, the cool thing about what you were just talking about with all the pay cuts is um, this obviously doesn't happen without future hall of fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. This is a position that the jets have not been in. And so it's kind of cool to see it. The Aaron Rodgers effect. So players taking pay cuts because a, you know, they know that if they get cut, and I know Mosley's not going to get cut, but if they get cut, they're not going to get that same type of salary on an open market at this later stage of their career. But also, they do want to get a ring too. So I think that's also part of it. So it's just pretty cool mm-hmm. to to be in that position as a fan for once. Yeah. Um, so a few more topics just before we get to the rest of the chat and then get into um, the the revisitation of our terrible predictions for from last year. Uh, Kyle, did you hear the, the the Salah comments on Dwayne Brown in, in recent weeks saying basically he's going to be difficult to, to like push out of that left tackle spot? I don't know exactly what the quotations were, but he insinuated pretty pretty heavily that Brown is going to be the left tackle. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that or not. I did see that. So I was laughing about one of the comments that I saw. But yes, I did see that. And it just further kind of reinforces what we've been saying. Dwayne Brown, barring injury, is going to be the left tackle. I don't care. I, I saw Mackay Becton. Um, somebody was not Mackay Becton saying this, but I did see some fans. I don't remember the account and I won't put them out on here anyway, but they were saying something like, oh, well, look at the stance he's in. He's in the left tackle stance. I mean, like just because he's <laughs> yeah, practicing yeah. in the left tackle stance, and you just take a picture of him practicing in the left tackle. Well, he's obviously going to prepare for that scenario. I mean, like what if Dwayne Brown gets hurt? You know, you could see Mackay Beckton at left tackle. So, you know, they're going to take different stances from time to times uh, during practice. What is the percentage chance you put on it right now that Dwayne Brown's not the left tackle going into the year? Not? I would say maybe 10% that he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, me, it's it's maybe even less than 10%. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's going to be the left, the left tackle. And then you're going to have Beckton's going to suck it up and be the right tackle. And we'll see what happens after, after that. Um so let's see the chat a little bit. Uh, uh, Trey asks, "Are you guys concerned about the wide receiver depth?" Uh, it's listen, like anybody, t- any, like, and I've heard that a lot. It's like, oh well, if he goes down, they're screwed. If, what if, if Justin Jamar Jefferson Chase, goes down? I mean, if, like, if, if if Justin Jefferson goes down, you're screwed. If if Jamar Chase goes down, you're screwed. You know, if, if any number one receiver goes down, you're screwed. Now, with that being said, I still do feel like the Jets lack a, a real number two. 
Um, I think Corey Davis could be a lower tier number two in the league, but we have to assume we have to, we have to assume that, that he's not going to be healthy, Kyle. So if he's healthy for 17 games, okay, I'm okay with it. You know, I think it's an okay number two, um, but you can't assume health. So yeah, you know, if, if you if had was, if you had to take a bet, Joe, um, over under Corey Davis misses four games this year. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I would I would say I would say over that. You know, and, and he might push past some injuries because he has Aaron Rodgers and stuff. Um, but still, so you know. If if he's down and it's Davis, Lazard, Hardman, and and Cobb, it's not terrible. It's not the days of of Chad Hansen being our number one receiver, but it's still not great, obviously. Um, Was Chad ever the number one in any game? I don't know. Andre Roberts, David Nelson. We've had some really shitty number one some games. So uh, what's up to Verge, uh, who's been watching some of the film? Uh, Our Darius Stewart. Barry Stewart. Third round. What is the deal with Beckton? You know what's funny? So I was looking through the Jets drafts uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was just bored one day. And I went back and I was like, our Darius Stewart, I actually went and watched his highlight film uh, from college. I'm like, he even looks like he sucks on a highlight tape. I'm like, how did he get drafted in the third round? All this stuff, he's just wide open, you know, balls that are wide, he's, he's wide open and just running in uh, for like easy touchdowns. I'm like, what is this? So nonetheless, uh, we we got the slowest safeties in the league. They did Marcus May dirty. Uh, I think Marcus May kind of did himself dirty, lying about a DWI and pointing a, a gun at you know a bunch of miners in a car. So I'm not. I don't really feel bad for Marcus dirt uh, for Marcus uh, May, but um, yeah, we got some pretty slow safeties. I, I, Tony Adams isn't slow, um, that's for sure. But nonetheless, uh, fellows got to watch this one back. But eager to hear 2020 stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ideal. Um, how are we in win win now mode with Cody Adams at free safety? That's something I agree with with Charles here. Is uh, it's not that I don't have faith that that Tony Adams could be a good player, but I'm not going to guarantee that he's going to be a good player. And I would like guarantee he's going to a Super Bowl year, but we'll see. You know, it's 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 June. It's June. What's up, Swolzy? What's up, Anthony G? Get the fuck up. Uh, good point on allocated resources. Consider considering his worth. Appreciate that. Uh, please another, yeah, that body escape is what I really, really want. Because right now, especially with Whitehead seemingly being, or he's going to be here, right? So um, at this point, um, I have a feeling they're not going to sign Quan, and it's going to be that rotation of Whitehead and Clark in the box, and the other ones at strong safety. Um, now maybe Quan would come back for like heavier sets, but I feel like they're going to incorporate a lot of Clark at linebacker. And I've been saying that since freaking January or February or March, whenever I started watching him um, because Whitehead's going to be here. So I think that's, that's kind of the situation at linebacker and I'm okay with that being the situation at linebacker. If they are going to leave it to Clark or Whitehead, all right, is what it is. I'm not thrilled with it necessarily, but I, I can live with it. But I, at the minimum, Kyle, I still want them to add a veteran body at safety, right? Like, like, are you okay with the linebacker situation if that's what they're trying to do and it's just a safety that they bring in, a John Johnson or whoever it may be, and that kind of finishes up the defense? Because, yeah, you're going lighter. You might struggle in the run game a little bit more, but with that being said, obviously the Jets are going to be plan, planning on, on being in some games where they're up and they're going to be you know facing lighter boxes. They're not going to have to necessarily stack the box against the run. Yeah, I think that might be the approach that they plan on going in um, for mm-hmm. that reason. You know, yeah. If a team's down by 14 points – in the second half, they're not going to be running as much. So mm-hmm. it's a different position for the Jets to be in. So I could see that happening for sure. And I think I, I guess I'd be comfortable with it. Uh, good evening to Hawk, Anthony G. If we can get Evans, assuming what it would take to trade from or Hopkins, which would you go for? Give me. Yeah, I would take Evans over Hopkins um, all day. Just the fact he likes to block too. Kyle, we've seen that quite a bit with him and Marshawn Lattimore over the years. He fits it a little better. I think he's been he, healthier too. He's been healthier. Career. He's been healthier. There's no PEDs. He seems, he seems, and I don't want to speak about this, but he seems like he's like a team guy where you've seen some rumblings about Hopkins where people aren't necessarily 
in love with what he provides a team in terms let's of let's also not forget about hopkins stuff. like it's like we didn't hear a lot of this crap for so many years because he was so good in the league for so many years but um there was the whole thing he dormed with some uh receiver from Rutgers, don't remember his name at the combine and apparently the room that they were in afterwards was all trashed and you know I, I guess destroyed to a certain degree or whatever. And it's like, well, maybe Hopkins didn't do that, but I mean, he was in the room. So I don't know. Is that also like a, 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 a bad mark on his character? I, I don't know if any of this crap's true or whatever, but you know, I, I, if you're telling me in an ideal world, if I can get two studs, would I want the one who's, you know, maybe doesn't have the, the potential course. character flaws. I guess I would take that one. And, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's seemingly proven that Hopkins is not a, the big, he's not the most willing blocker where Evans definitely, definitely is. So uh, what's yeah, up to Evans? Jets, what, he's had a thousand yards every season of his career. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's eight years now, eight, eight It's either seven or eight years uh, of, of that. So yeah. Um, you're going to have to make a move Devontae. Can you imagine? Uh, are we ever satisfied? I think that's the, the become the dragon thing that Rogers, I don't know if that's the dragon thing, but it's, it's not, it's, so like I, I've heard that too. Like people say, "Oh, why can't we just be happy with what we have?" It's not. It's not that we're not happy with what we have. Even if we went ten and seven this year, obviously you know minus expectations. Like yeah, that's that's better than we've ever done, and we'd be happy for for the like I guess for the time being. But that's not the goal this year. The, the goal the goal this year is not to be okay, good, just get to the playoffs. The goal this year is a fucking Super Bowl. So we have to be critical of the team it, as at, like we're comparing it to a Super Bowl level roster, right? So we're going to point out the flaws. It's not just oh well, we have good positions, other spots. Let's just be happy with the with the whole at free safety. No, fuck that. Like let's win the Super Bowl, right? Like that, that's the goal this year. Why go half in? So I've heard some of that on Twitter. I've seen some of that. Like people being like, oh, just be happy. Fuck that, right? Like that, that's my mindset. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy for that. I'm the real Kyle. Is that what you're laughing at? Yes, uh, that is exactly Joe and Kyle. Right. What do you have? What 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 do you guys have? Do you guys have tips for someone who's never watched film but wants to start? You should answer that question, Joe. Jesus Christ, man. Like, where do you start? Um, I can send you some books. You can email me. Uh, I can send you some books that are really good starter books. I would take notes on them, reread those notes. I would I would go to coaching clinics. I would look up coaching clinics on YouTube. I would write notes about them. I would, I would go over those notes. I would try to find things that you see in coaching clinics and actual games. Um, it's a lot of note taking and repetition. It's just, it's a grind, man. Like it's, it's literally the more, the more, you know, the less you, you feel like, you know, it's crazy. Every single thing I get into, I'm like, shit. Now there's a whole nother freaking dimension of shit. I got to get into that. I had no idea about. So it's a grind. It's, it's, it's a grind. I have a page of hundreds of pages of notes of, of shit, but, um, the enemy, the greatest, uh, placeholder card holder, clipboard holder. Clipboard holder? I don't, I don't know. I, I think Dowell Loggins would like to have a word with you, uh, Swolsey. Um, I, I also wouldn't assume Beckton wins right tackle yet. Um, I would assume Beckton wins right tackle, right? Like it's, it, he, he's, he's obviously really slim. He's really motivated. He wants a contract. And, you know, if he's healthy, um, I would bet quite a bit of money that he wins over Max Mitchell, Billy Turner, and, uh, and Carter Warren. And the Jets, the Jets staff want him to win too, just because they want to kind of see what they have. Yeah, because even if you don't want to resign him, you know, if he has a great year, at the mm -hmm. very least, you tag him. Mm -hmm. Tag and trades don't happen very often, but they have happened. You know, you you always yeah. want to be in a the negotiating spot. So, like, if it's just if you know you could tag him and trade him for a second round pick, the following year, you know, maybe you do that. So, 
mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that with like a Max Mitchell or something. Um, thoughts on skipping mandatory minicamp? That was like it's like the three day thing, right, Kyle? That was supposed to be yeah. this or next week, and they basically said like, hey, we have a preseason game coming up, or an extra preseason game, and everyone else will give them a week off. It's fine. Who cares? I'm I'm, I'm okay with. It. I'm not going to lose my shit now. I'm going to miss the content, you know, because we're struggling for content and things like that. But um, is what it is. John Hasselbaud is making the roster. That's my hot take for tonight. John's been listening, I think. But that's something I've been talking about, Kyle. And by the way, we have a couple of fun shows coming up. To, uh, today we have the stat, revisiting the stats. Next time Kyle's on, we're going to do our stat predictions for 2023. The week after that, or, or two weeks after that, I believe we're doing our top 25. And then we're going to do camp battles. So t- top 25 is, is coming, Kyle. I, I made my list for the first time last night. Working at midnight. Was, you always start that really early. I know, I know. And then, I, I and think then you rework it a gazillion times, thousand times, a thousand times. But it's a fun list. It's a it's a fun list this year. Um, so let's keep going on. Uh, Bridgewater is a bigger need than any free agent. If Zach Wilson has to really, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Kev. If 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 they would, if they were to make one more remove this offseason, and let's assume it's just a free agent, and and obviously you want Hopkins, right? Like let's let's limit Hopkins from the, from that scenario. If it was like a John Johnson, a Quan, or a Bridgewater, Kyle, it, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would Bridgewater be the guy you'd bring in just for that security blanket behind Rodgers? We talked about this a month plus ago, and we were looking at that list and was like, Egh. uh, You know, I, I even considered Matt Ryan over Bridgewater just because of health, because Matt Ryan has been, by and large, very healthy throughout his whole career. I only think he's missed a couple games throughout his whole career. But Bridgewater, man, he just comes in, he gets banged up all the time, so... I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to have a backup who's also going to come in and get banged up because let's say you have a backup who comes in and gets banged up. And then, well, did they rework they were really, the rule? Really fucked. Yeah. I mean, like, because then what are you putting Bilal Powell? Remember Bilal Powell had to play some quarterback for a, a – Well, they, ha- they have the third emergency quarterback thing. Yeah, so they just changed that rule, I guess, right? Um, yeah. So you have to carry that quarterback on your 53, but it doesn't count against your game day 47 or 48, whatever it is. Okay. So – yeah. But with that, okay, so you don't want Bridgewater because he's injured all the time. Is I mean, I like, I, I do is like it Matt Bridgewater Ryan? as a player. Is it Nick Foles? Well, Matt Ryan, it's not going to be him because he just got hired by, um, I forget which. Um, CBS or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess you, you after what we saw from Flacco last year, you don't want him back. Um, not as your number two. And he's not going to be a number three anywhere. He doesn't want to do that. Um, I don't know who it is. I mean, like. Bridgewater. It's Bridgewater. I, I guess it is. It's Bridgewater. Um, so I would probably say safety over bridge. I would say if I had the, the choice between those, like those three spots, it's, it's safety quarterback linebacker in, in, in that order. Just, and that's assuming, you know, it's not Hopkins or anything or anything like that. Uh, Amos or Johnson over me. Yeah. So schools is on, on the same page with me. Um, Zach went five and three. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So Kyle, we're going well, to go. So Hawk might've been responding to the person who Kev Chada, who said it's going to be an automatic loss. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like Zach Wilson did get wins last year, but they weren't because of him. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe argue the Steelers. No. Like he showed some poise in the second half, Dude, but he also had, he had some... like 120, 20 yards against the Dolphins, and 60 of those were, were yak by Brees, like on, on like a wheel route. Like it's not – he didn't win us those games. He he oh, he tried to lose us those games. The only game that he won us was the Steelers in the fourth quarter. That's and also because he played like garbage the first two quarters. It's so, so funny it's not how like, like your fandom can like – and like we're, we're both rooting like hell for the guy in his second year. Like yeah. you, I remember watching your film review following the Dolphins game, and you're like, "Hey, listen, it was a solid game by Zach Wilson. Like he didn't do much, but you know, like some of the passes are on the money and stuff." And it's like, dude, just for a guy who who managed a game, you know, we were looking at that as a big win. But that's just like yeah. our bias as a Jets fan, like wanting mm-hmm. to see something that we weren't really mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah. So, um, gun to your head, Nets ring or Jets ring? 
I would take one Jets ring for 25 Nets rings. The Nets can win for the next 25 years. I still wouldn't care as much as one Jets Super Bowl. Nothing comes even remotely close to the, to the Nets or to the Jets. There's just absolutely no way. I, I You could guarantee me that no, – if you could guarantee me one Super Bowl for the Jets for the rest of my life, I would take all those teams guaranteeing that they never even get close to a championship. It's just football is so far in a, a, in a way uh, my, my, my favorite sport. So there's just no way. Um, but um, – we have a Jessica talking about I don't I don't I don't know the, the Colts and Jets I don't I don't know what's good Blewitz oh <laughs> uh, what's what's good uh, Ray so or Knicks over Nets so Kyle um we'll, we, I want to get into this before we get back into the chat and then we go over some of the stats um this is something that we do that I feel like um that differentiates at least a little bit because we do do a lot of film and again for the people who are subscribed I've been putting out. I don't know at this point for the last two weeks, like five or six a week, uh, I still have 20 to go. So you're going to get at least another 20 reviews by, by August. Um, so you've watched some, uh, mm-hmm. what have you watched? And is there anything you want to discuss about some of the film that you've watched? Cause so for the people who are not aware, uh, McDonald's out, Rogers part one is out. Wilson part one is out. Sauce part one is out. Tipman, Lazard. And then Kyle also has access to, uh, Carter, Warren and Clark, which haven't been published yet. But, uh, some, let's do some updated film thoughts a little bit, Kyle. If, if, yeah, so I watched you your Garrett care. Wilson part one, Will McDonald, uh, Aaron Rodgers part one, and I watched part of Tipman so far. And I plan on getting to more of those, but I just didn't get to them yet. But I will watch the rest of them before we speak next. Um, yeah. Some updated thoughts. Uh, I don't think I really have any updated thoughts on Rodgers. I mean, he kind of <laughs> – it's kind of what I saw. It's like a guy who still you know, is, is ridiculous. There's, I'll say this. Um, the review starts off, uh, you see a little bit, uh, he has a game against the saints. It's a little bit of a rough game. game. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something that you kind of harped on a lot in the review is like, Hey, listen, if you, if you're looking for like teach tape mechanics, Rogers, isn't the guy like you watch his tape. Go ahead. I heard that. Like, sorry, but it it was like Twitter, like, Oh, Rogers could really teach him mechanics. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like Rogers does not have good mechanics. It's like saying Philip Rivers has a really good release or Sean Marion shoots a really good three point shot. Like, you could still be really good with bad mechanics, but Rodgers is not the guy you want to, to, to teach your young quarterback mechanics. That's 100% a, f- a false thing that people put out on, on Twitter when they saw him throwing you know, Zach Wilson. Oh, he said, his mechanics already improved. You must be learning from Rodgers. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You you could even argue that part of the reason maybe Zach Wilson's mechanics yeah. and uh, his inaccuracy issues have sucked over the past two years is he's trying to do too much of Rodgers, and maybe it works a lot for one guy and doesn't work so much for another guy. So yeah, – um. Sure. And that's something you did a pretty good job pointing some of that stuff out. And I obviously noticed that stuff myself. Uh, in terms of the McDonald's, uh, you know, you, I, I think you had access to a couple games that I didn't watch or just didn't have access to. And there's just a couple plays, man, where, you know, just the, the angles where he's able to bend himself out are just, you know, pretty freakish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty fun to watch. So I, I encourage you guys to, to go and watch that review. And you're just the way that he contorts his body, like, you start to think as a Jets fan, like, okay, the Jets, like pretty much everyone, when they watch that pick, they're like, oh, you know, the Jets are kind of reaching here. He was more of a late one, you know, Mm -hmm. second round type guy. It's like, well, you know, and and you mentioned this in the review, he's only played football for X amount of years, what, four years, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. How many years has it been, Joe? How many years did he play football? Uh, well, he's, he's, I think he played he playing jun- his junior year. So I think it's five total years. Five five total years. Um, yeah. You know, the Jets, uh, can we call him a diamond in the rough? But they might have found a diamond in the rough. And he just has stuff you can't teach. 
simple as that. Uh, so, yeah. you know, this is a player that we might really, really, really like. And, yeah. oh, you're going to pull up a play? Uh, yeah, just uh, just general while you're, while you're speaking. Yeah. But, so yeah. um, so that that was something that stood out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Garrett Wilson. <sighs> yeah, the film's really good. Um, <laughs> he is – Man, I, I, you haven't watched the sauce one yet, but and I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too, like too out of turn. Like I think Sauce is still the better corner than Garrett is a receiver, but I don't know. Like it's it, it it's a lot closer than people think it is because obviously Sauce has the benefit of not having to rely on a quarterback, you know, to to throw him the ball. But there were some plays on Sauce's review, which you'll see, Kyle. And, and you know I talk about it. Like, he got beat by Deontay Johnson deep that he caught the ball. He didn't get it. He didn't get a foot in. Almost he, he, got beat, he got beat on by Lazard on that crossing route where he got the PD. But it was because the ball was late and the ball was behind. But he, 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 he got beat there. Like, Garrett Wilson, in terms of their respective positions, was almost just as good as Sauce was at corner. Like, Garrett Wilson was really, really freaking good. Like, you saw that Ravens game. How many shows – how many throws did I show where, like, he could have – had a touchdown or or a big gain or whatever it was, and he was just missed. Like even in his very very first Let, game. Let's let's also be fair here, though. When we say this, it's easier to play receiver than it is to play corner. So we have to sure. factor that in when, when we sure. talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I agree. And you watch that review, and it's like Zach Wilson's going to catch a couple strays. And there's just, oh, yeah. there's a lot of examples of when Garrett Wilson's open beats a guy, but you know, just yeah. for whatever reason, he's not the first in the progression or the, the quarterback couldn't get the ball to him, whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, he gets open a ton and you know, it's, you know, kind of when we talk about like with Rogers about how he has freakish stuff, but you wouldn't really want to learn uh, tape from watching him. It's not like, Oh, let me, let me replicate his game because you're, you're almost assuredly not going to be able to do it. And it's similar with Garrett Wilson. Like, you know, there's some plays, you know, you pointed this out in his college film a lot. And we still saw it in the NFL where like when he gets into breaks, sometimes like he's extending his legs so far apart, he's almost like doing a split in midair. And it's like, um, you know, it, it definitely throws D backs off. Like, cause he's so like, he, he throws his whole body into the route, which is good. Like you sell the route really well, but at the same time, it's going to make it a little bit harder to get out of the breaks. Um, but it still does work for him, but you almost figure like if he could find a way to do a little bit less of the, you know, the, the, the full extensions and you'd be a little bit more crisp with how he plants his feet, um, but still kind of sell with like, you know, uh, bending his shoulders a lot and stuff and the head fakes, yeah. man, like, so like, there's a lot of potential to still grow there as a receiver. If he just cleans it up like 10%, like he could be an elite route runner. Like his, and, his releases are good. Like it's, it's, that was a really fun watch. For sure. Yeah, and there's and one thing that you pointed out too, and we, we obviously noticed this last year. Uh, in terms of uh, catching the football, he, he he can also improve a little bit in in that mm-hmm. area too. Sometimes for it's sure. not fully fully clean. For sure. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, no, they, you, um, they were they were all fun watches. Tipman, um, I started yeah. that one, and uh, I didn't. I, I probably only watched 10, 15 minutes of it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely noticed one of the things you pointed out. Like sometimes when he does back blocks, he goes way too flat. And allows the guy to get over the top of him. Yeah, he said uh, angles in the first level. Yeah. But uh you also pointed out that he plays whistle to whistle, which you love to see that from an offensive lineman. I love those big nasty guys who, you know, and and, and you pointed out one play, I can't remember what game was it Northwestern, can't totally remember. Um, running back ran for like 97, 98 yards for a touchdown, and Titman, like you know, as the running back's starting to, you know, break to the second level, Titman, you know, just keeps fighting and eventually pancakes a guy. Uh, so that's that's cool to see. You want you want linemen like that, anyway. Yeah, for uh, sure. Um, and then I put out 
I put out Lazard as well, which Kyle kind of knows what Lazard is. It is what it is. Um, the one, the, the one I, I did, um, I, I'm not, I would say so far out of the draft picks, my least favorite pick for where they were taken is, is Carter Warren. Um, he just not my type of offensive lineman. I think he's, I think his, his pro readiness and pass protection is pretty overrated at this point. Um, so I don't love him. He lacks, he severely lacks aggression, which I also don't like. And his run blocking um, is not even close to pro ready. If he, he's a red shirt guy, he is absolutely red shirt. He might be, he has some pass pro qualities that are pro ready, but he's still not there yet. And his run blocking, if he was just placing the NFL right now, would probably be the worst in the league. Like his run blocking is abysmal. So um, wow. I am not, I am not a Carter Warren guy. I'm sorry. It's, it's the run blocking. And then it's also a soft mindset. So I don't think he's going to work out. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm being honest with people. I hated the film. I hated it. Um, he has good length. He has good pop in, in his, in his, um, in his, in his punches. He does a good guy. Like he did a good job, like snatching trapping. He has some cuff techniques that I talk about. He has some good qualities in pass pro, but his run game is so bad that it, it almost completely dissipates anything positive in the run in, in the pass game. It's, it's brutal. It's a brutal watch. Uh, wow. in the run game for him. And then, and then past that, um, I just said Clark Kyle. I don't know. You didn't watch any of that. So far out of every single player I've done, like whether it be when I'm just talking about the, the value placed in each player, whether it be by draft pick or by, by money paid in free agency, Clark for the value we got him for is my favorite player that they, that they brought in. I really, really like Clark and going back, obviously I recorded the film in like March and then I went back and actually did the review. Um, I think I did it yesterday actually. And I was very, very impressed again. And a lot of it's at linebacker, a lot of it's at linebacker, a lot of it's at strong safety. There's some free safety quality that he has. You know, like I think if he if he's in the middle third of a cover three, he's good in that in that case because you don't have to. People think in the middle of a cover three to cover a lot of ground. Sometimes you actually don't. You actually have to cover a lot more ground in like in a cover two, covering half the field. Um, he's not as good in cover two type looks. And like, okay, if it's cover four and he's against the tight end, okay, you can convince me. Um, but I like him in the box. I like him at strong safety. I like him middle third in, in cover three. Um, but he's just very consistent. A very good tackler. Um, very consistent with his reads, very comfortable in zone coverage, very, very comfortable, like matching the two to the three, the three to the two. He's comfortable in traffic. Um, you see him multiple times in that review, just have an understanding of where the sticks are. Like he, you, you hear me say a lot in the review of how, how easy he makes the easy stuff look, which is really important to me. Um, there's a lot of plays where like, let's say, let's just say it's like a, like a standard drive concept, right? Where he's like the, he's, he's the, you know, he's the middle linebacker, whether, you know, or whether you'd be playing like a true hook or a hook to curl and you have the dig um, in the middle and then you have the, 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 um, um, the drag route underneath of it. And there's a lot of situations where it's like third and 10 and they'll try to bait him with that drag underneath and you'll see him recognize the drag, peak the drag, peak the quarterback, but he still gets that distance with that, with that um, dig behind him because he knows what's going to hurt him. He knows what, could, what what's going to get the first down. If they complete it in front of my face, I'll rally. I'll make the tackle, but I'm not giving up the first down. So he's like very, very consistent, a very smart player. And I think it's he, he's definitely being underrated by Jets fans. And the fact that you bring him in, he's a smart player. He was wearing like the green dot for the Ravens communicating with the defense. That matters a lot. Like defense is it's a lot of communication. And to have him along with Mosley now, like being those communicators, um, I think he's a really, really under, underrated player. And I really, really, really enjoyed the film. So um, I know, yo, you hear me talk about Carter Warren, shit on, you'll hear me maybe shit on Lozard a little bit. Um, but I am positive when I actually like a guy and Clark is one of those guys, um, that, that I legitimately like. He's a Joe Blewett type guy. Oh, I like to hear that. Yeah. I only watched one, one of his games and 
I don't even, I think it might've been 2021 season. I can't remember if it was 2022 season. And yeah. the majority of that game that I watched, it's, it's been hazy. It's been a couple months now. Um, yeah, I was really he hoping was, he, you watched that one. He, pro- he predominantly played safety that game. I'll watch it before the next one. So I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to that. Um, cool. So I want to see him in the box more, but that's pretty cool to hear because, you know, um, when you talk about like communication issues and, and, you know, just being like, okay, so he's not a flashy player, but you know, he's consistent down to down. It's like, you know, when yep. you talk about chunk plays, blown plays and stuff like yep. think back to those Todd Bowles defenses that we had a couple of years ago, there was so many times and I understand that, you know, he wasn't necessarily working with great rosters, but you know, think about whenever Rontez miles had to play safety. I mean, like for as tough as the guy was, and as much as he wanted to be a good football player, I mean, the guy just didn't understand like coverages and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. For sparingly as he played as a safety, how many big long touchdown passes was he responsible for for giving up? Like, you remember that? Was it a Monday night game or a Thursday night game? I think it was a Thursday night game. The Colts absolutely destroyed the Jets on primetime TV. Montez Miles started that game. Um, you know, so to get a player like Clark, who you know you could move him as a chess piece, and you're comfortable with him in multiple roles, and he can communicate yeah. properly. Um, you know, he's He's going to get dirty in the run game. I, I did see a couple clips that you threw on Twitter um, here and there uh, a couple weeks ago where, you know, he just kind of like gets in and like, you know, makes a, a tackle or he's like contorting his body. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know what player talking about. I don't know if I have it in here. Um, I, I, definitely, I definitely do have it. I don't know if I could if I could find it so quickly. So, yeah, that, um, that was a pretty impressive play. If you if you could pull it up, if not, it's all good. Are you talking, but, uh, are you talking about the, yeah, I think this is I think this is the one you're talking about. Kyle. Let's see. Um, let's see it right, right here. We're taking on two guys. Uh, wait, wait, can, can you rewind it, please? He's uh, he's 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 over the left. He's over I the see, left I tackle see right now. Yeah, I, this might be the player talking about on on Twitter that that I that I put up. That might be blocks. It. That might yeah. be. It. Um. So no, I I yeah, I really like him, and and I think I think he's very consistent in the box. I think he's very consistent as a strong safety. I think he's consistent um as as the middle you know the middle defender in in, in a cover three. Now, when you start to talk about him in deeper coverage, that's where some mental lapses come up. You'll see him in cover two, like not properly leverage over over a route on his side. You'll see him stare at the quarterback a little bit a little bit longer than he should. Um, so once you the farther you move him back, the less comfortable I am with him, minus like very specific roles. But I still like him a lot, like a lot more than uh, nobody's talking about Clark. Nobody, you should talk about him. People are going to be talking about him in the year, during the year. And it's so funny, like you, like it's just like you don't hear about him, but because like. Remember the whole whitehead What's thing? What's his age? Is he Every- 28, 29? Yeah, I think he's I think he's 28. So as a safety, as a safety, you know, you could play in your later years. We're not talking about a 28-year-old running back here. Exactly. You know, I, I do wonder because you know, everyone threw that clip up of him saying that he knew his time with the Ravens was coming to an end and he wanted out of there because something mm-hmm. like his contract or whatever, and they just well, no, draft, they drafted, they drafted. exactly. Him. So um you know, it does make you wonder, like, okay, this might not be a one-year type plan with the Jets. Like, they might want to, they might love the way he's playing, and then halfway through mm-hmm. the season, re-sign him. You know, for an extension. It's just so funny how like certain guys don't get their credit, and and it's and it's you know it's it's the contract and it's and it's YouTube highlights. But like you hear like, you know, last year I'm not going to say the names of people, but plenty of big wigs on Jets Twitter were saying how consistent Whitehead was and how good of a tackler he was and and how good of a player he was. So I was expecting that, Kyle. And you watched the review, and I, I, I sat there. I was like, "What the fuck? What is this? Like, this guy's—he's not good." So it's just funny. Like, some guys don't get their credit, and and Clark deserves a lot more credit. Um, other than that, really, the only other things to talk about in terms of like some of the updated thoughts on film, 
Um, the the Izzy. Have you watched a lot of a lot of Izzy? Um, I watched I like, like three. Izzy. I watched like three four games. Um, on my yeah. own. I didn't. Yeah, I, I like Izzy, but I feel like he's being a little bit overrated too. Um, by by people like I, I like the explosion, but in terms of like his 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 tackle breaking, his yeah. creativeness, there's really not a lot there. Like he, he gets brought down by corners pretty often. If a guy penetrates into the backfield, he's not very creative with the ball. He he doesn't he doesn't have good patience. People talk about his vision. As soon as people say, "Oh, he has great vision and, and like great patience," I'm like, "Okay, so you didn't watch him, or you didn't you don't know what you're watching." So I like Izzy for his explosion, but he's he has a very long way to go in terms of being a down to down consistent running back in the NFL. Um, and like a lot of the plays, and we'll and we'll take a look at the Virginia game. I actually believe I'm recording him tomorrow. It's great that he has the breakaway speed, but he was running through some some you know, some gaps that a truck could fit through. So I like Izzy, but I would pump the brakes a little bit on him. Um, and then past that, Kyle, I just wanted to bring up uh, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse because you, you watched him at least a little I bit. I could tell by your facial expressions and the way that you bring <laughs> no, this no, up. No. Apparently you like him much more no, than no, I no, 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 no. I did not say that. I'm only, so I've watched, let's see. I watched Florida State, Southern, uh, Mississippi State, New Mexico, and I'm halfway through the Auburn game. So I've got four and a half games of Converse, so I have I have a somewhat decent feel for for what he is, and I, I still have a, you know a few more games of him at safety. Um, and I'm not even saying I'm not even saying that I love the player or anything like that. But you spoke with some conviction, like saying like I don't think you're gonna like him. So I'm just curious, like what you thought or what you saw that you thought I wouldn't like or that you didn't like in terms of uh, uh, Converse. Um. Well. Well, I'd have to pull up my notes to see what I wrote down about the player, but I remember when we were talking about him, I brought up several plays of him just absolutely getting cooked uh, by several. Um, I mean, listen, you like corners that are really solid with technique, and I, I don't know. Personally, I don't remember seeing that when I was watching him. Uh, granted, uh, are they? I'm trying to remember. Do we think that the Jets are going to play him as a safety or as a corner? I think I, I'm like 95% sure he's going to be a free safety with some versatility. Okay. Which um, changes your outlook when you're watching that corner, obviously. Yeah. So I think that in the game or two that I watched, uh, he was more so playing corner. Um, yeah. But he, he wasn't good, though, if I'm being honest. I don't even remember uh, good reps from him at safety. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember exactly what I said about him. I, I'm not going to pull up my notes right now just for me not getting accused of going on a tangent or whatever. But <laughs> let me let me ask you a question then. Okay. No, I'm not saying you, you admittedly you said that you didn't you're not saying you like the player that he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about him made you think, okay, well, I see something here. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't um, remember seeing anything that really made me say, oh, I, this this is worth a draft pick. Yeah, so one so what I have down so far in terms of like the strengths that I like and this is not a formulated list yet, but this is some of the stuff I put in um so far that I that I need to completely confirm. Um I like the size, you know, 662 200 pounds, so you like that at, at safety. Um, I like the versatility, the fact that he's played corner, he's, he's played some, some slot guys, he's played some tight ends, he's played safety. Um, I think he's a pretty good tackler on the open field. I, I don't love his tackling form all the time, but he seems to be pretty consistent with bringing guys down in, in, in the open, in the open field. And then in terms of like him at corner, I don't think he's the best mover. His, 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 his back pedal is pretty clunky. I don't think he has top end speed. I don't think he has great acceleration. I don't think he's very fluid. I don't think he's great out of his T-step or his quarter step. But with that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm considering him a safety. Um, and, and with, and with some of his quarter technique, and I have to obviously watch more. Um, I thought he was relatively consistent in terms of staying square to guys. I thought he did a pretty good job of squeezing guys to the sideline. I think he did a pretty good job of, of having proper leverage versus, you know, alignments. Like, okay, if they're, if they're 
you know, below the numbers, I'm going to play with a little bit heavier inside leverage. Maybe I can angle off my hips a little bit earlier than I would because I'm using the sideline as my friend. So I thought there was some good technique there from, from a corner aspect where I'm not necessarily saying it's going to translate to the NFL because the, the receivers are a lot better in, in the NFL. But considering that he had some solid technique playing receivers at the NFL level or at the college level, you know, could he play a tight end with that same technique? And I thought, and I thought he could. So I thought his technique was, was actually decent or at least solid. Um, but I don't think his athleticism will hold up at corner uh, at, the, at the next level. Because there was times where he had solid technique, but he just got burned because he's not the best athlete. And I think he does struggle to locate the ball, especially um, when he's in trail. You know, he doesn't find it. You know, there's some t- there's a, there's a touchdown he got beat for early where the, the receiver is looking back for the ball very, very early on into the rep. And then, you know, obviously with that, okay, if he's looking back for a while, what are we going to assume? The ball's in its flight path and I have to play through the hands because the ball's going to be here soon. He turns his eyes very late. And then, and then gets beat for a touchdown where he doesn't really get his hand up because he didn't locate the ball well. So there's some things that I don't like about Converse, but for a sixth-round pick, I thought he had at least good enough technique where I think he could stick at safety. So, um, And there's a lot more for me to, to, for me to watch with that being said. All right, well, I'm certainly not here to debate you. Uh, I'm very curious to watch what you said, and you can certainly convince me that, okay, maybe give me some hope in this player. Uh, you did a little bit of that with Uzama last year. I was on the record for saying I didn't really <laughs> like that signing, and yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he had a great year with the Jets by any stretch of the imagination. But um, you know, he's a fine role player, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. um, it does being that he's playing safety does change the outlook a little bit, though. But you know, mm-hmm. from what you just said to me, it seems like he has a better technique than what I saw. But uh, you know, you're definitely much better uh, evaluating corners than me or defensive back play in general. So we'll see, Joe. Um, you're giving me some optimism about the player, but um, I'm not even saying you know, I'm not, I'm not considering he's a, a six-round pick. You know? yeah. yeah, no, no, you shouldn't be uh, until you until you watch, and I'm sure you'll watch some by yourself as well. But I wasn't because I went into that review like expecting the worst because what you said, and I was like, oh, okay, like this isn't this isn't so so bad. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't tell me before you watched Carter Warren like you're gonna hate this guy because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a stickler for like nastiness in the run game and stuff like that and. uh Warren just does not have that mindset to me. He just, he is, he is soft as baby shit sometimes. I'm sorry. Um, so whatever it is what it is. Uh, so let's, let's run to the chat a little bit and just see what some people are saying. Then we'll get to some of the stats uh, from, from last year that we predicted and we're very far off. On a By the way, there. I have no idea if we've gotten any super chats there. Cause I, I'm, don't have the login for streaming right uh, streaming. Oh right yeah. Now. I gotta send, I gotta send that to you. My fault. Uh, have you spoken about how fast Carl looked? I don't know how fast he looks. He looks like he's even more jacked than last year, which is obviously um, awesome. And look, with Lawson, it's interesting because we'll talk about the top twenty-five. We'll do that in a couple of a couple of weeks, which it's always fun. We've been doing top twenty-five for what ten, almost like ten years now. It's it's pretty wild. You have? Um, no, I haven't been doing that long. Okay, yeah, but still, still at least like six or seven years, probably for you. But uh, yeah. it's um, it, it's like interesting with Lawson because I feel like he'd be really good. But like, how far do you put him down? Because you have to assume you know, lack of health at, at a certain point. So it's interesting with some guys because like Lawson can be five or he could be 15. And I, I get the argument for, for either one of those. Um, but no, he looks, he looks good. And I think he'll be better, even better than he was last year. Uh, Kev says it's JD's MO to overlook legit QB2 and, and free safety. Um, yeah, I, I could say at this point, it, it, it you're not wrong, Kev. You know, he has overlooked quarterback too uh, and, and some vets at quarterback. And at, at, we have been struggling at free safety. You know, Joyner wasn't enough. He was, he was bad. Uh, Kyle hated Joiner's film, hated him, and he mm-hmm. was right, you know. So uh you hated him too. I mean I did, yeah, I did. Dude, that it was that one play where he didn't give full effort in the Super Bowl. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? Like you're really not gonna run in the Super Bowl to chase down attack? Like, what are we doing here? So yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. 
Um, let's get. Uh, I mean, Kyle just in general, those, those like big, <laughs> I, I was just. What do you say? Uh, uh, Kyle loves those big nasty guys. The the eye emoji. So <laughs> who, who who was I talking about that I was like talking about a big nasty player? I don't know. I know you were talking about nastiness. But I don't remember doing that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me so happy to hear you guys gush over Clark and quality. I didn't call him a free a free safety though. He's I, I am I'm gushing about him as a as a pseudo linebacker strong safety in the box. I'm not gushing about free safety. That's a different story. Uh, yeah. If I was evaluating him as just a free safety, I would be much more lukewarm. But in terms of what I think he provides the Jets in, in the box as a linebacker, um, I'm really, really happy with him. And like you look at you look at at a certain point last year, Kyle, like the, the, the Patriots started just like flooding intermediate zones with tight ends and stuff like that, and depending on Yak, because just assuming our guys wouldn't be in the right position at the right time because you know Quan and, and Quincy aren't always proper with their reads. Um, and Mosley slowed down a little bit. You have a guy like Clark who knows how to pass things off, who knows where to be. Um, that that's gonna that's gonna dissipate um, this year, in my opinion. So you're not gonna be able to attack the middle of the field as much with with Clark there. So I really I really like that. Um, Jets release Will Parks. Yeah, devastating moves. Um, simple eat. Hey Joe, thoughts on Nicole Hardman's role? Um, he's currently listed as starting slot receiver. Uh, I feel like it's truly possible he ends up with the second most receiving. Yeah. So Kyle, I want to go on this one. <laughs> Uh, McCall Hardman, number two uh, receiving yards on the on the team this year. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, if Corey Davis misses major time this season, I guess that's a possibility. Um, Aaron Rodgers loves Lazard, has familiarity with him. They just gave Lazard a, a bigger contract than they gave Hardman. So just based on that, you figure that he's going to play more than Hardman. Uh, you know, I, I don't love Lazard at all, but, you know, Tell that to Aaron Rodgers, uh, who he has familiarity with. I would bet no. But Hardman, yeah. I mean, like, listen, like he he's a burner, but I mean, as a receiver, you he's know, clearly he's extremely, th- extremely raw as a receiver, as a route yeah, runner catching the, the ball, he's really raw. And he's been in the league for four years, so what's really yeah. the the probability that he's going to grow a lot? I mean, I know it took Devontae Adams a couple years, but if you know. if you had to bet on on him being. I would bet on him being having less receiving yards than Cobb before I would bet him being having more receiving yards than either one of Davis or Lazard. I just, I, it just, he's very like, I don't, I don't know. I, I like him, but there's a reason he's making five or $6 million. Um, uh, a fungus among us says you don't, y'all don't know football 20 year minimum. So I don't know. I guess he's saying you have to be a football fan for at least 20 years to, to know football. So he knows automatically more than us Cobb because he, is older than us. Just, just so you know, everybody who's older. Is that what he meant? I yeah. wasn't very clear. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess that's what that means. I haven't seen that name before, so I don't know. Twenty years minimum to, to know football. <laughs> so whatever. Oh, hold on. A fungus fungus. What do you mean? Because now he's saying click the like button, click the thumbs up. So I just shit on you, but now well, I appreciate. He could have so been talking. talking he could have been talking to other people in the chat, John. I haven't been a football if, that, if that's what he even meant. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. Hey fellas. What's up, John? Always appreciate you being in here. A fungus among us and our friends now, but I don't know why he said the 20 year minimum thing. I think people who are smart know that just because you're older doesn't mean you know more football. Like clearly, you know, listen, like a fungus among us might be, let's just say, I, I don't know. He, he's, he's older than Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan probably knows more football than a fungus among us. I'm just throwing it out there. So I, I, I take back my, my hate to you, a fungus among us. I, I appreciate you now. Um, what do you, what, what do you expect for, from Rucker this year, Kyle? Uh, from Jet the so, Angels. So the reports are that he's been kind of tearing up uh, OTAs and stuff. Looks really good. Mm-hmm. I really think the guy should have played more last year. I understand it was kind of hard in the situation. You, you know, you just gave out pretty two decent sized contracts to two tight ends. So 
just in that sense, it was hard to uh, justify it. But, uh, you know, sometimes tight ends do take a big jump from year one to year two. I don't think Kelsey really did anything his rookie year. Granted, I don't know if he was 100% healthy, although he hasn't, like, he's been super healthy his whole career. Gronk, although he was very good as a rookie, he took a huge jump from year one to year two. So, uh, you, we could see a, a big jump. I mean, like, is, would it be crazy to say that Rucker could be the best tight end on the roster this year? I don't think. I don't think you or I would be shocked by that. I, I think you could, you could. I can argue tight end too. I just, I really think people are overlooking Conklin too, um, and, and what he is. And I know Conklin. Listen, his first like four years with the with the, with the uh, Vikings, he had like three or four drops, like three or four fumbles, and then he comes here for his first three weeks, and he has like a drop and a fumble each game, and people hate him, but. Conklin is a legitimately good receiving tight end. Um, so I think he's going to outpace some people's expectations, but um, I would not, I would not think it's crazy, a crazy idea to think that Rucker takes over tight end too. Like you could tell I, you, I can, you can convince me he's better than Uzama, you know, oh, this there's year. no doubt in um, my mind that you can convince and, and me his role that. And his role is really dependent on if they're carrying Baldwin. It, I, I think it's, I think it's a situation where the jets are going to see what they have in terms of blocking with Uzama with, with Rucker. And with Conklin and seeing if they can kind of fill pseudo fill that Bauden role, if they can't, then it's going to be Bauden and, and then Rucker would play less. But I think Rucker, if he is going to play a lot this year, a lot of it's going to be as an H back and blocking and, and creating some space. Now, I don't think he's the guy you should have on like a Mike zone or a lead zone, like kicking somebody out. But if we're talking about, okay, like a, you know, a pin and pull or, or um, you know, like on a sweep or something like that, like getting that positional leverage and I'm okay with him, but I don't want him necessarily like ISO or something like that. Um, so I, I think it kind of depends, but yeah, I think he'd be tight end too this year. Definitely. Could see um, that. let's see. Uh, how does Hackett system for it? They're, they're obviously same base. I, I would say with, with Hackett, you have more tight end involvement. Um, I would say that there's more, there's, there's, it, it's more deep than LaFleur's was. LaFleur did work intermediate some. Uh, Hackett's more deep and short. I, I would say the, the running back screens are a little bit different too. With the pacing they get, their, their running backs into their into their screens. So every every like West Coast system's gonna have slight alterations and things like that. But they're not overly different. I would just say Hackett's more tight end heavy, more a uh, he- little bit heavier personnel. I would say more deep shots, and then a little bit more uh, like in terms of like screens and things like that. But I'm, I'm sure in terms of concepts, I'll, I'll 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 get a feel for Hackett's system and what he likes to run. Like before was like. You had a lot of flood. You had a lot of sale. You had a lot of that spin concept that we talked about. Um, Hackett's very, very, very heavy on mesh. A uh, very big mesh guy um, in there as well. So there's gonna be some different concepts they like to do. But in general, they're kind of they're obviously very similar because they're both West Coast. But when you were talking about like um, West Coast offenses, like you know being really similar for the most part, um, got me thinking about this Frank Reich quote that I saw recently, where he was saying like you know a lot of uh, a lot of passing concepts, like every team's running the same stuff, but a lot of it's, you know, one of, some of the key differences are is like how you protect them when you're in them. Um, that's how some offenses can differ. Uh, I'm not smart enough to be able to say how this offense could differ in terms of protection, but I, I definitely could say that with LaFleur's system, there was way too many miscommunications and stuff with, um, you know, when to pass off stunts and things like that. And sometimes yeah. you had free rushers getting to the quarterback way too often, and uh, which is certainly not good. And I do think, if I'm not mistaken, that there were certain players that were on record for saying that uh, Lafleur's offense was too confusing for them. So sometimes too, it's like you're not even running like it's not. It's not like oh well, he's running a, a whole bunch of different plays, but it's like how do you teach it? 
how do you communicate it to the players where they can understand it? Because you might think like some people, like the average person, I, I guess maybe I'm going off on a tangent again. I need to be reeled in. Um, no, sometimes people might okay. think like, sometimes people might no, think Kyle, like, Kyle, oh, Kyle, football's you, so you, slow. You're, you're, so Kyle, I saw, I saw some of the comments last week or like last couple of weeks, like people saying that. You, it, you're allowed to go on tangents, but the thing that was funny to me, I, I, I legitimately like LOL'd was when I do say lightning round, like sometimes I'll say lightning round, which means like 10 to maybe 30 seconds of an answer. And it'll be like, I'll say literally lightning round and remind Kyle and he'll talk about this, the topic for five minutes. I'm like, Kyle, lightning round. Let's, let's go here, fella. But no, you're, you're allowed to go on tangents, but lightning round means lightning round. We, we're still trying to grasp that. I have to, Everything else, we're good. I have to make a mental note about lightning round next time you say yeah, that. It's like 30 seconds max, maybe a minute. So what I was trying to say was that okay, so the average fan who doesn't really understand football, oh, why is it so slow? There's all this time in between plays and yada, yada. Well, think about all the information that's being conveyed from play to play. And, you know, like so if you're a player in the huddle and, you know, you're getting this like everyone's seen the clip of when John Gruden's yelling at Sims, Chris Sims, because he mm-hmm. can't fucking get the play out. Yep. Some of it's like, well, how can you communicate? Uh, make the system succinct so that players understand it. Cause remember, these are young kids, right. Who don't learn the same way that a 40, 50, 60 year old man does. Right. So, uh, and Hackett seems more personable. So he might be a better teacher. Even he might not be running a, a whole bunch of different stuff than LaFleur was. I mean, obviously he's not, I mean, like he literally coached with LaFleur's older brother in green Bay, but he might be a more personable and a better teacher than him too. So, you know, mm-hmm. those are some of the things that I think you are hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle, let's get into our stat predictions that we predicted last year. I have my note as, uh, Oh no, sorry. I, I edited a little bit last night just to add some stuff um, for, for this year's stat predictions. So I don't know exactly when we did this, but I think, I think we did this around the same time last year uh, in terms of predicting the 2022 uh, stats for the jets. So, uh, let's embarrass ourselves a little bit. It's okay. Um, and, and the first stat we predicted was Zach Wilson's stats. So what were your Zach Wilson's projected stats this time last year for this season? All right. Well, and you, I'll, you I'll tell me yours first, stats. cause I'm still pulling it up on my phone. I got it up on my computer, but I'm pulling it up on my phone. So you tell okay. me what you had for him first. And I think, I think you might've, you might've influenced me a little bit because like you were saying like 30 touchdowns or whatever. No, no, no. I said that his up. rookie year. No, 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 no. I said that his rookie year. <laughs> So I had, and this is just terrible. Uh, and I guess I bought into a lot of the post, the 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 end of the year stuff. But I said twenty-seven touchdowns, twelve picks, three thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight yards, which is two hundred and twenty-eight per game, sixty-seven completion percentage, uh, and two hundred and thirty-seven rushing yards for three touchdowns. His actual stats uh, were, and you didn't so, do yards per attempt, right? Um, no, I did not. So we had, we really had nine games of him, but we had six touchdowns, seven picks. <laughs> uh, I don't know where, let's see the completion percentage. Uh, I don't know if it, it doesn't have, you, know so, you know, what's so funny. Like how many teams have a quarterback where they throw more interceptions than they do touchdowns per year in modern NFL. Like it's, it's pretty, it, it's, it's not common at all. And the jets had that with Darnold one year. They had it with Zach. I yeah. think they had it with Gino one year. Uh, they had it with Sanchez. Uh, no, w- well, definitely not Sanchez's second year, but I think his rookie year that was the case. I mean, did like, you see the? Did you see the thing floating around about is like Jamarcus Russell's first twenty-two starts to Zach Wilson's twenty-two first yeah, twenty-two yeah, starts is like, is like almost identical, and I think I think he had a little bit better in terms of or Jamarcus Russell was a little bit better in terms of touchdown interception ratio. And, but Zach and Zach had yards. a better team to work with. 
Oh, yeah, a lot better team. So, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's been a, pretty much a historical bust. So, 27 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I was very far off when he ended up playing nine games uh, and got six touchdowns and seven picks. So, we made ourselves look like a bunch of assholes there. But it is what it is. You know, we, we, we bought in. So, uh, what were your stats, Kyle? Uh, so, Zach Wilson, I had him at 24 touchdowns, three less than you. I had him at 14 interceptions, two more than you. Um, I did have about 400 more passing yards, though, Joe. 4,215 completion percentage 63 okay. as opposed to your 67. Mm-hmm. Um, and rushing yards, I had 150 and three touchdowns. So overall, my stats were not as high as yours, but I did, okay. I did do yards per attempt, which you didn't do. And I had 7.4, which, um, obviously was way higher than what do you have, like low six. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the next, the next stat we did, Kyle, was a uh, receptions leader for 2022. Who was your projected reception leader for 2022? Uh, receptions leader, I had Elijah Moore at 85. I had Elijah Moore at 78. And listen, like, I, 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 still feel, I, I think some people like, oh, you're an idiot for that, whatever. But go back and watch. Like, it, you know, nobody's going to do it. Nobody will do it. But go back and watch the review I put out of him um, in his first year. I did a yeah, review. Yeah, like, like post and, and his in first college. year. Yeah, post his first year and then his first, and then his years in college, and he's a good player, man. Like I could, if, if I was to tell you, hey, the next next four years, suppose he looks really Moore, good in Browns camp or not if, camp, if, but OTAs. If if yeah, if I were to tell you, hey, Elijah Moore has a thousand yards each in the next four years, you wouldn't be surprised. You're not. He, he's still a good player. He just he's just with a shitty OC who didn't use him properly. I, he's still he's still a fine player. I'm not going to back. I don't like him necessarily. I don't. I especially don't like him now that he's with the Browns. I want him to fail. To be honest, not as a human, but as a player. Um, just so people can't rub it in our faces. But with that being said, he's still a talented player. So I projected 78 uh, receptions for a thousand and and 37 yards, and he had um, 37 receptions for 446. So quite the disappointment for where we what we were thinking of Elijah Moore. I also had him at nine touchdowns. I had um, the same. and he and he had he had he had one he had one touchdown. <laughs> so yeah. not not ideal, Kyle. What was your yards at for Elijah Moore? Uh, 11-15. Yeah, yeah. It's that's and I, again, I think that's more coaching. I think that's more circumstance. I, I, I really do still think he's a good player. And if you had to bet, Kyle, like over under on his yard this year, let's just let's just call it at even. I think it nine hundred thousand. Yeah, nine hundred. You taking the over? Okay. I would take the over on nine hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle, we also predicted our our rushing yards leader for twenty twenty two. What'd you have there? I had Brees Hall at 1,020. Yeah. And and unfortunately for that, I don't think we were necessarily wrong in, in what we were thinking Brees Hall was going to do. Unfortunately, we got seven games instead of 16. So even if you just double What was his, his actual stats, numbers? Uh, 80, 80 um, runs for 463 yards, 5.8 yards per attempt, four touchdowns. So even if you just double that, you're talking about near 1,000 yards, you know, eight touchdowns for him. I predicted uh, – 957 yards and eight touchdowns just because you have Michael Carter as well. I thought he would play better and I actually had it in here. I don't know if you had it in there, but I predicted Carter to have 615 yards and six rushing touchdowns. And obviously that did, that did not happen. Um, so, but uh, yeah, with, with Hall, it's such unfortunate because he would have, he would have been way over those numbers if he continued to play like he did. And the thing with, with Hall, that's interesting. I have a review coming out on him. I'm not, I, I don't want to be negative, but are fans buying a little bit too much into him being – I'm not just saying a good running back. I'm talking about a, a stud, like an absolute top five, top ten stud with only really like a three or four game sample size of him playing very well. 
Wait, I'm sorry. Who are we talking about right now? We're not talking about Brees uh, still, are we? Brees, yeah, Brees. I'm just saying, like, is it is, is the sample is uh, how do I want to word this? Is the is the excitement warranted for the small sample size that he that he put out there? Like, it's not like I think so. I think so because okay. he was a high draft pick. He did it all mm-hmm. his time in college. I mean, like, yeah, you know, we we knew he was a stud after we we didn't know shit about him prior to the draft. After watching him, okay, this guy's really good. Um, there's a reason the Jets traded up for him. And then, you know, his first game, you know, uh, did he fumble his first game? Did he have a fumble in his first game against the Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck yeah. Clark, Chuck, Chuck Clark. Clark. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, he, he, once he kind of like, uh, what, what was he, was he hitting the holes too quick or something? I'm trying to remember early season Brees Hall, what his struggles um, were. There were some times, uh, what was I, what, what did I say? Oh, I remember initially he would he would bounce runs too far to the outside. Where yeah, I yeah, okay. The vertical. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he took. So listen, like, and I, and I, I already know that I was in. A and, then, and, 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 and let's pause for a moment. We, like, think about it. Look yeah. how much wider the hashes are in college football. So, mm-hmm. like, bouncing run, bouncing runs in college works much more often just because of that fact. So, yeah, like, yeah. literally, like, don't knock the guy so much. I'm not gonna say you are, but I'm saying like, you yeah, can't yeah. like if if a guy in his first game or two is bouncing runs a little too much. It's understandable in the NFL because like, Oh shit. Like I got to get used to these hashes being where they are. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, Joe, I, I, it is a small sample size, but mm-hmm. I think that there's so much college tape and stuff to also yeah. go along with it to say, I, I banking on Brees Hall being a stud, I think is a pretty safe bet. The thing that would have me a little hung up about that is he's coming off a major injury, which people yeah. do recover from, but still, some people never do. No, yeah, and I know I was gonna get like the Joe Walk question. It's not trust me, I'm not down on Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall is a stud. It's just a general question about is the sample size too small for the for the for the credit he's getting. You know, that's just a question. Um, I think he would have been the offensive rookie of the year if he continued to play, and I think he's going to be a top 10 running back. Now, how quick? We'll see. We'll see how healed up he is. I know he ran 22 miles per hour, whatever it was, but it's more about dynamic cuts, you know, laterally than it is about running in a straight line. So we'll see where he is. You know, um, hopefully he's, you know, hundred percent healthy when they decide to play him and they don't play him at freaking 85% and he gets hurt. You know, that would suck. Just play him when he's hundred percent healthy. Um, but no, I'm excited. I'm excited about him. We were obviously off on Michael Carter and, and we'll see what happens with Michael Carter. Cause I just don't know. I, I, you know, North Carolina, he was really good. He came in his first year was really good. So I thought year two, really good. And he looked really bad. So I'm hoping he bounces back um, at least somewhat because that was, that was just kind of, almost kind of crazy to have that happen. I think he was battling some type of injury. He had to be. Um, so Kyle, our next, Hopefully. our next stat, our next stat that we, and, and so I think, yeah, I think the next, so we're going to do, so we have stat prediction next time Kyle's on, we have top 25 and then we have ranking our position groups and talking about our position groups versus the AFC East, um, other position groups. And then I think we have a 53 man roster prediction. So we have a lot of like theme shows coming up, um, for the rest of the season. Um, sacks, Kyle, who'd you have as our leading sack getter for, uh, the 2022 New York Jets? I had Carl Lawson at eight. And it was Q at was it twelve? I think at twelve, I think right? It's about twelve, yeah. Yeah. Um, where does it? It doesn't even. How did? How does? Okay. Yeah. I, like you look we, up stats on Pro Football Reference and you'd assume they would have they would have sacks and they don't have sacks in the one I was just looking at. Yeah, he had twelve. They have tackles. He, 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 he had he had twelve. Um, and I predicted ten, so I was at least right with who. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, we're following a guy with double-digit sacks. And he, he even exceeded that. And I think he missed one game, right, um, Q? I think it was one of the Was it games. the – I think it was the game after Buffalo, right? Was it the game after Buffalo? 
I don't I don't remember. Didn't he get I, I'm pretty sure he got hurt in that Buffalo game and mm-hmm. after he got hurt um the Bills started moving the ball a little bit better if I remember correctly. I'm talking about the game mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Yeah, it might have, it might I could have been be wrong. It might have been that one. Um so Kyle uh this one I don't know who was the I tried to look up just a little bit who was the leader in this. I think I actually hit it. Uh I hit this one on the money which is which was nice cuz it's kind of more, the more, one of the more random ones but uh, tackles for loss. Who would you have as your guy, and, and what was the number? I had Quinnen with twelve. Do you know what Quinnen actually his actual numbers were? Uh, tackles I had for be loss. More than that. Find that? I had to be Who more could, than uh, that. What really? Um, can anybody find that? A fungus among us just looked it up. Jags. Uh, uh, Yoshi says Jags game, but uh, who can find the 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 tackles for loss leader? Um, no, Quinnen played in that Jags game. Yeah, because he got the first. He got that first. Um, yeah. that strip sack, right? Yeah, Quinnen Williams. Um, stats. If you can find that, Kyle, that would be appreciated. I, I don't know how to find it. tackles for a loss. I'm not a big like stat guy. I'm sure you can go to PF, PFF and find it right away, but I don't have a, I don't have a, um, subscription. So if you can find that, that'd be great. Um, I had Quincy Williams as the leader with 12. He had 12 on the money, and I think uh the other guy we were talking about was Mosley, and Mosley had I think only four. So uh, Quincy was at least the leader of the linebackers with 12, but I'm not sure. Um how much Q had for tackles for loss. And I don't really know how to find that. So uh, unless you can find a Kyle, we'll move on. But I, I I'm, do, looking, I'm, I'm looking, but I don't want to hold it up. Somebody in the chat really? will get it for us. I, I yes. looked on PFR. I didn't see it. Not, not at least initially. How is that not like Currently a stat I, that you want to put out there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so what was the last thing you were talking about? The last time? Um, tackles. Tackles. Um, I had Mosley at 120 as the leader. I think Quincy had like 105 and he was leader and Mosley really, I think Mosley had like a little bit under a hundred. So I was relatively close, but was it was Quincy. Off. It was Quincy. Why would you have? I had Mosley at 152. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. You were like almost like 50 or 60 off on that one. Um, but uh, Jennifer says, uh, Q, I think it was the Detroit game as well. That's, that's what I was thinking in the back of my head, but I don't, I don't remember now. which game uh, I, I couldn't say. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I had Mose at 120. So this is something that I don't know if we have access to either, Kyle, because I don't really know like, the DVOA or whatever it would be. But the offensive rank for 2022, what would you predict it to be? Ooh, uh, I bought into Zach Wilson. I bought into Zach Wilson, and I had us as the 13th overall offense in the NFL last year. And I believe we were probably I Joe, what, if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I don't think that this is one of the things that I wrote down. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll move past it. So just tell me what you have it. Uh, no, no, I, I had 13 defense, 20, obviously the defense, like people are like, Oh my God, 20, like you're an idiot, but we were 32nd or 31st the year before. And, um, now, you know, we were four. So I predicted like a 10 spot jump, which is a lot. I didn't expect a, you know, almost a 30 spot jump. Uh, fungus among us has 28th in, in offense and then, yeah, defense I was a little bit lower on, but obviously it should have been higher. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Kyle, I had hall. It was obviously Garrett Wilson. I defense rookie year sauce. Rookie of the year is Hall. Obviously, that was Sauce. Offensive player of the year, more. I had I had rookie of the year is Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, nice. I had offensive player of the year is more. Obviously, that was Garrett Wilson as well. Defensive player of the year was Q, and MVP was Q for me. And I think that 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 uh that showed out. I actually had defensive player of the year as Sauce, but I'm sure that's no surprise to you. No, I, I think I think you're not very far. Like I'm really interested to see your, hear your top twenty five. Like, there's a few guys who I really really struggled with. Um, Lakin Tomlinson was one of those guys. Like, is he going to be as bad as he was last year? Like, where is he going to fall? Kind of predictive. 
Is Saucer Q going to be one? You know, is Garrett Wilson? Where's Aaron Rodgers fall? You know, is he top three? Is he top five? Is he not in the top five? Like, we got some studs. And it's not necessarily. And just so we're clear, Joe, we're not putting positional value in there when we do that. No, I, I didn't put kickers and punters in there. So if you want to do that, that's up to you. But no, I, you I did, did one year with Braden Mann. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so I don't want to do all the superlatives, Kyle, because it kind of it, it, it kind of give away because a lot of the, a lot of the same guys are on the team this year. So we, we're going to want to make it you know something that's kind of new. So I don't want to hit on too many of them. Did you write down any of the superlatives that you had? Well, last I, year? I, I have the superlatives to, from last year. I, I do you want to highlight anything? Who who'd you have for most likely to to finger wag a drop pass? I had Eccles. Eccles, really? I had uh, I had Joiner. I had Joiner for that. I had Joiner for that one, which I don't think he really necessarily talks shit, but maybe it's just because I didn't like Joiner. Um, let's well, think see about it. Eccles is a little bit of an animated guy, right? Everyone points out that college clip where he flops after the the player like pushes him, yep. and he's all dramatic. So. Uh huh. Um, I had, would you have for, for most pressure? I had a couple of guys. I had, I had Becton on there. I had McGovern. I had Q. Wait, 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 which, which one most this pressure? Is for most, for most pressure going into the, for most pressure going into the season. Becton had a lot of pressure and obviously he, he got injured. So that's unfortunate. I think Lawson had some pressure for his contract. Obviously, you know, he actually played relatively well. Um, I had McGovern on there. I had Q on there. Q balled out. So, uh, who'd you have for overrated? Last year, uh, ooh, overrated. Let's see. Overrated. Mm-hmm. Overrated. Where is that? Overrated. Um, what the fuck is it? Oh, I had. <laughs> you don't want to hear this. Oh, no, I do. I do. Well, take a guess. Uh, Garrett Wilson? No. Not sauce. Q? Yes. Q as overrated, the MVP of the team. Oh, uh, Jet the Angel, I appreciate you looking this up. He said Quinnen had 12 Tell me, uh, but listen, loss. listen. Tell me I was wrong, though, at the time, time. when I wrote it. Um, For... for Quinn, Joe, uh, you think you think Quinnen Williams lived up to the hype his first three years? You, you can't tell me you weren't no, disappointed with no. his first three seasons overall. No, but I wasn't, but I wasn't very, but I wasn't very far off of, like, I, I thought he was still very, very good. I thought he was in that top 10 range. You know, maybe ninth, maybe tenth, whatever it may it might have been, but I didn't think he was, you know, two or three like he was this year. You know, so and, and yeah, when you spend a top three pick, you want him to be two, three, four, five, and he wasn't that. So yeah, slightly disappointing, but I don't think he was so so far disappointing. Um, but uh, Rivka and and I, I found this among I think somebody else put it in here as well. Uh, Jet the Angel, um, Quincy and Quinn tied for tackles for loss this year, by the way, with with twelve, so two brothers oh. and twelve. So we were both kind of right there. So we'll take that's, that. That's the exact number I wrote down too. So, um, so for that. overrated, the two first names I had were Tomlinson and Uzama. I think those 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 uh, showed out. Um, for underrated, I had Conklin. Didn't didn't turn out well, but it will. That that one I'm, I'm I might stick to that one this year and say underrated again for. I have the Conklin. same for that one. Um, you also had overrated signing. Like you you also wanted to divide these up into like signings and stuff like in overall. Yeah. I had overrated signing as Uzama. Uzama. Yeah, I, don't, I actually didn't write that down, which is weird. I thought I thought I would have. So um, I predicted uh, eight and nine last year and third in the AFC East. We went seven and ten. So it wasn't so, so far off on that. And then I listed the pro ball players as Quinnen, Moore and Tomlinson. <laughs> uh, Q is the only pro baller of those. But Q was an all pro player, right? It was him. And we had we had, we had him, three Sauce. all pros and Mosley was the second team all pro, although yeah. he probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, no. So but like. So we'll talk about this year too, like our pro ball predictions, our all pro predictions. Um, favorite offseason move last year I had a, as corner and tight end. My least favorite move of the offseason was, the la- I guess, the lack of D-tackle, free safety, and offensive tackle. 
Um, so that's, I have that's to, I have to write some of these down because, and I did yeah. write the one down favorite off season sign. Cause I didn't have that on this list. Favorite off seasons. Yeah. We'll do that. And we'll, and we'll do that again this year. And, and we'll talk about some of the, uh, you know, all of this, all this we're doing for last year. We'll do it again this year, which makes it a little more fun because obviously you're talking about this and people are like, who cares about 2022, it's 2023, but you know, off season content. So, uh, Let's see. Overrated signing had to be Whitehead per Blewett. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely Whitehead. Definitely Tomlinson. I was not a fan of either one of those signings, and it it showed out. Um, I was really back. I was really back in Conklin, and um, that didn't bear out too well either. But it, it will, right? So as fast as the media goes, Whitehead was the most overrated relative to what he actually did. He was so. It, it was just highlights. It was just it's, that's all. That's all it was. It was just highlight film that people watch on him. Um, Q and the fact that he won a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which is somewhat important, but when you can't tackle, it's not necessarily good as a safety. So uh, I don't want to get into this too too much, Kyle, because I don't want to I don't want to recap the entire twenty our top twenty five of last year. But going back to your list of last year, is there? Ooh, this is my list from this year. I don't want to do that because I'm going to give some stuff away. Is there anything about your top twenty five? If you're looking at your list from last year, that stands out that you were really that you really hit or that you were really off on? Okay, let me, let, let me pull up the top 25 list now. I have that in a separate place. I know I know one that we both had that was really bad. All right. Um, um, one that really stands out to me, positive or negative. Um, are you talking about Zach Wilson being way too high? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I got, well, Zach Wilson was 20th for me, uh, you know, right right above Barrios, right below Dwayne Brown. So I didn't, I didn't rate him too, too, too high, but 20th is still obviously too high for where he is. He's like, the 53rd best player on the roster right now if he's to make the 53 so okay um i guess elijah moore being one is way too high yeah yeah that's why i was looking at my list and i had him at two and i was like ooh, that's 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 gonna be a rough one to talk about so we were both really high on elijah moore just based on what he did at college and what he did in year one and obviously it didn't it didn't work out for multiple reasons but that was one of our one of our massive misses um, I would say one of my other misses where I could see a guy is, is, is quite a bit too high for what he actually performed. I had Mosley at four last year, um, and he was much more just an average-ish, maybe solid linebacker, but not top five on, on the team. That's that's for sure. Um, some other ones that, that I, I noticed that I uh, – Where did I you have Lakin? High, which was good. I had Lakin at eight. I had Lakin at eight. I had him ten. Yeah, I had him at eight. And, and I, I really do think part of that, and I'm going to be more strict to this you know, uh, going forward, is like – you know, you, you see the big signing, you, you see everybody excited about him. I didn't like the film, and, and I should have just stuck to my opinion because the, the, the film review, I kind of crushed him. And then just based on, like, his stature and what he got signed for, I think I elevated him. Just I, I think I let people influence me. I can't do that anymore. So um, Thomason should have been lower, and I think I knew that at the time. Um, Where did you have DJ Reed? DJ Reed was nine. I had him there, too. Top 10. Yeah, uh, I would say some other ones that were bad either 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 way. Uh, I had fan at 12. Obviously, that didn't work out very well. Um, Michael Carter being 15th. He didn't perform like that last year. Uh, Where was Garrett Wilson for you? Garrett Wilson was 17th. Okay. Right right below Connor McGovern and right above uh, right above Whitehead. So there wasn't there wasn't so so much bad, but you know, there's definitely uh, more being two was was not ideal for for any for anybody. So I'm really excited to do the list this year. Um, I, like I said, I already did it, and I'm really curious. Like, there's a few guys who I really really struggled with where, where they should be placed. Like Becton, he I, I would understand Kyle saying he's my 25th best player. He hasn't played in in three years, but I could also understand Kyle saying he's my 12th best player because he's healthy, and I think he's our 
our best or second best offensive lineman if healthy. It's just kind of where what side of the argument you want to take in terms of in terms of Beckman. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do that uh, next year. Is there anything else about the list? The interesting that thing is we didn't have him on either of our lists last year when we did it because he had already gotten hurt by that point when we did the show. Right. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about. It. Um, yeah. yeah, go look at your list. You're not gonna. You're not gonna see. Yeah. No. I, no. I remember. I remember. I had to take him off because I was like, are, I asked you beforehand. I was like, do you are we putting Becton on the list or no? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Another thing that stands out about the list. Let's see. Uh, where was Brees Hall for you? Oh, I have to go back to it. Uh, Brees Hall was. I think I just saw him at twelve. I I, I went past it. I had him at twelve. Uh, you had him at twelve. Did we have him at the same exact number? Let's see. He was at. 11 for me. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want spot higher. Okay. Um, and obviously this year he performed, but I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but he's probably near the top five ish for you. Now and you had JFM higher than I did. Where did you have him? Five. Okay. I had him at 11. So that was a pretty big discrepancy, but it's interesting. I just based on conversations that we've had recently, I think I'm a little higher on his previous season than you were. Maybe. I think, uh, I don't know if I don't know if so. Swolsey says Reed and Quan were such good signings. JD deserves more credit than what he gets. Uh, I think Mike's referring to Reed, Quan, and Quincy as really good signings. Yeah, but no, there's good moves. There's definitely good moves. The the the, the Quincy move, the the Huff move, um, you know, the Reed move, the Quan move for what he got him for, the the Connor McGovern move this year for for one point two million dollars is a really good one. So there's a lot of moves that I like. There's also overpaying for Tomlinson. There's also overpaying for Uzama. So I, I, I'm much more happy with his draft process. I think he's okay in free agency, um, but that's okay. Like if you're going to be a stud at drafting and just decent to solid in in free agency, then that's fine. And and he's obviously a really good trader. Now I would say some years past of getting you know a fourth for Herndon and a sixth for Cashman and flipping a seventh round pick for uh, who was that DN that we had? Who we flipped? Uh, was that uh, your boy? Was that Ronald Blair? He got like a, a seventh round. No, pick no, no. It was um... that was. No, I don't but they did trade no, they, whoever that guy was. I'm forgetting his name. He traded him to the 49ers. I know that. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. What the hell? Yeah. Um. Jordan. Um. I for, I forget. I it'll, it'll, it'll 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 come it'll come to me. So there's been some good and bad, but for the most part, with Joe Douglas, like I like his process, right? Like I, I think a lot of the moves that he's done, we understand what he's thinking. Um. But I there's a there's a few quibbles I have with him. You know, not bringing in solidified tight ends and and Zach Wilson's rookie year with the with a uh, with a rookie OC was not ideal. Um, the lack of backup quarterbacks in the past was not ideal. The lack of of bringing in a true kicker in in past years was not ideal. Even though I did have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about that. Um, so, but overall, I like like we, we like him, right? Like, and people talk about, oh, well, Zach Wilson was a. I I, I was coming back from uh, my vacation, and there was a guy who was he's a Cowboys fan, and we were just talking about Joe Douglas. Like, yeah, and he's like, you know, he 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 missed on that Zach Wilson pick. He should be fired right there. I'm like. I'm not talking to this guy about football. Like we're not, we're not going to do this shit, you know, right now. So um, I, I think I it was like, it was like 23 out of 23 GMs were interviewed. So they would have taken Zach Wilson second there. Like it, most of the league, if not all of the league would have taken Zach Wilson there. So it's not a bad net pick. Now somebody asked us earlier, like what did we miss on on Zach Wilson? Um, I, it, it's, it's really, really hard with quarterbacks because you can see all you want to see on film, but you never, you don't know what's going to happen when he has that first interception, that first hit, that first miss throw into the flat. And for Zach Wilson, I think a big part of it was he balled out in the COVID year when there was no fans and there's not necessarily the pressure from like the outside like or literally like right outside of you. Maybe he just he wasn't good at handling pressure and we couldn't see that because of the COVID stuff. And and maybe we 
overlooked a little bit of him sitting too clean in the pocket, and we didn't really take too hard of a look into what he did when he was under pressure. Um, but I think a lot of what, what was missed with Zach Wilson was the mindset, and he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, couldn't so, agree more. In, yeah. in terms of just raw talent, which sometimes when you watch him just struggling to make like the most basic throws, and then he's even like underthrowing certain throws, it's like, uh, you know, what happened? Uh, cause it's, it's clearly not just decision-making and stuff, but yeah, it's, I think the mental stuff is the biggest thing, but I don't know. I mean, like, even like, it's not just like poor decisions too. It's just like lack of con, but then it's also like processing too. Like I didn't see such a slow processor in college. Like it, I won't not say like he was super efficient with like clicking through reads and stuff, but much whenever you watch him, even in year two in the NFL, like everything is slow he gets to every throw late um and by the time like he has to you know see he has to see it before he throws it. there's no yeah. anticipation in his game in the nfl and I, it's not something i saw in college and again does that just go down to confidence uh, i don't know i think a part a, part, a big part of it is because like how many times in college we were watching him and he was hitting money throws you know tight sideline throws he wasn't missing to the flat you go see nfl he can't hit the sideline throws. He can't hit to the flats. Like, how do you predict that? How do you predict one level he can hit a flat? One level he can hit a flat. Next level he can't. And so, I think a lot of it was the pressure of, of being the New York Jets quarterback, being you know a, a young kid from Utah, having a good offensive line with a bunch of twenty five and twenty six year olds, not really getting pressured, and then should hit the fan, and he just couldn't respond. You know, and, and that's play, why we and, saw him. And he so, didn't play against the greatest yeah. competition in the world. Like, yes, there were some games he played against USC. Um, and I guess Coastal Carolina was decent or whatever. I mean, like in terms of level of competition, I know they were a pretty good team in terms of like, you know, ranking and stuff, but I don't know if they had any NFL prospects on defense that he was playing against. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I've, I've questioned this for years. Like, I think, I do think one of the reasons why I took Josh Allen a little, uh, I mean, like credit all, all the give all the credit in the world to Josh Allen for becoming better because, you know, he's someone who handled the pressure and kind of thrived under it. Some people want the pressure. Like there's a reason why Tom Brady gets better when the pressure's on him. Joe Montana, same thing. Uh, I think for Zach, it's the opposite. And it, and it is really hard to gauge that um, when you're in a different situation, like Zach's roster, if you compare it, like he had several guys who, you know, that one receiver, he's still in the league. Um, Dax Milne, I'm not saying he's a good player or anything, but he's like at least made a roster spot with the commanders. Um, there was that are other they the offense- com- are they even the commanders anymore? Like, what is their name Wait, now? They're, because they're not called the commanders anymore. So, okay, so they obviously they were the Redskins and then they got canceled and then they went to the football team and then they went to the commanders and now apparently somebody else has the the oh, well, somebody remember, like, bought the team. Well, somebody new bought the yeah, team, right? Yeah, no, but, no, no. So it wasn't even that. I, I remember when they were trying to change their names, there was a guy who went and trademarked like the Red Wings and all the names he thought they would be so they have to buy it from them. But I think somebody has the name rights now to the commanders where they can't necessarily keep that name. So I think they have to change. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm at least 95% sure. They have to change their, their name again for the, what, the third time in like four or five years. So Redskins <laughs> to the football team, to the commanders, to whatever. Uh, I think I I think I'm looking at the Red Wings. Kudos to that guy, man. What a what a smart idea. <laughs> hey, buy it for me for for you know a, a cool mill. You know it is it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I think they have to change their names again. I don't know what they're going to be. Um, I don't like the Red Hogs, the Red Wings, which I think like throws it back to some some military group uh, in the Air Force from from years ago, which would be kind of cool, like an ode to history. 
Um, the commanders was never a good one. The football team was so shitty. It's just, I, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I but, think they picked it because they play in DC commander in chief. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> what the hell were you talking about? Was so we talking about like level of competition, like Zach Wilson, like they had a pretty good roster. Obviously they had Tyler Algier who had a damn good rookie year, uh, with the Falcons. Uh, so Zach Wilson, his roster compared to a lot of the teams he was playing against was much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to factor in too. But like, you know, Josh Allen, like I, one thing I was kind of like, you know, saying like it's something you got to question with his evaluations. Like he's not even playing against great competition. And it's also something like, you know, it, it might take his learning curve might be a little steeper because, you know, he's playing against like defensive backs who are, you know, mm-hmm slower they don't process as well they, they don't close on balls as quickly and stuff versus like if you're playing in in the sec you know you're going against guys from bama lsu that are going to be playing on sundays and it's like you know i i feel like like the, the learning curve is a little bit steeper for those guys that, that play at smaller schools i don't know um the zach wilson thing is something we'll always have to think about for years to come when uh evaluating quarterbacks but uh you know yeah, and- there i guess there's some people that still have hope um you know, I, I maybe historic. I, I, you know, I, I, won't, I won't say a name, but there's like you know some Instagram pages that I follow, Jets fan pages, and uh, somebody posted a picture. It's like a side by side of Zach Wilson and and Aaron Rodgers, and Zach Wilson's like looking over, kind of like trying to mimic the way that Rodgers moves and stuff. And then there's another picture where like Rodgers like it's like te- teaching Zach, and it's like you know eight number eight shakes hands with number two, and it's like. Yeah, it's kind of cool, guys, but Aaron Rodgers isn't coming in here to, to mentor Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is coming in here to hopefully win a Super Bowl, right? And he can you, tell him all this guys, him just hit the temper your expectations. Just think about that Thursday night game, Zach Wilson playing like absolute dog shit and getting benched for whatever. The, I, I'm for Strebler. Strebler, uh, yeah. right, on national TV. Zach the Wilson is a boss, guys. Don't think that yeah. in two years – after sitting and learning from Aaron Rodgers two years, Zach Wilson will all of a sudden become good and become the future of his team. It's not happening. And it's not even two years, Kyle, because it's, it's after this season, we have to extend that fifth year option, you know? So you have to make oh, well, they, they, they love what they year. saw with him in practice the past couple of years. Let's extend the fifth. No, not happening. Guys. And, 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 and that sixty that, that fifth year option is what? Like it has to be. Oh, the second overall pick. It's going to be 18, 19, 20 million dollars. Like that. Yeah. You know, and based on what you saw in practice, there's just absolutely no way. Um, that's, that's going to happen. And like, and like Swole says here, like, you know, he can, he can throw all the throws, make them. Oh, so we had somebody, somebody said, uh, we were told Zach Wilson could make all the throws. He can make all the throws. He has the physical capability to do it. He did it in college. He just couldn't do it at the NFL level. Like, he yeah, has plenty of so many ridiculous we know that. throws in college. So many, yeah. So many ridiculous throws and just didn't translate. It's not, like he can't do it, but you know, it's, it's 90, 95% mental in the NFL. It really is. You have a ton of athletes out there, you know, who can make the throws. Marcus Russell can make the throws. It's all mental. So, um, yeah, that, that first, um, that first Pats game when, when, when he didn't play so well, uh, he, and at first he did play well. I remember he saying like, Oh, Zach's actually put, playing pretty well today. And then like, Two plays later, he throws a pick, you know, over Ty Johnson's head. I thought, I, I oh, thought wow. you were talking about the first Pats game of his rookie year, which was week two, because dude, he he shit the bed every time he played the Pats. That man. game was yeah. fucked from the jump, Kyle. Because remember the beginning of that game? I, were we sitting together that game too? I don't yeah. know if we were, yeah, we were but we were. it was it was the like the first second play the Pats had. Marcus May clearly strip sacks or or or, or uh, forces a fumble on whoever it was. They blow the whistle dead. 
clear fumble recovery and the Pats still get the ball. And then I was like, nope, it's it's fucking done. Like we we've seen this shit too many times before. So that was that was a that one that hurt. Uh that one hurt a lot. But I'm hoping to rectify all of our pain with the Pats in week three. Uh I'm really hoping we just go in there and beat the living shit out of them. Um, but nonetheless. Is it uh, in New England or at MedLife? Week three is at MedLife. So I think those we have we have we have Bills, we have Cowboys, we have Pats. Week four is the I forget week four. I think five is the Broncos. Six is the Eagles. I four might be the Chiefs. I think four is the four Chiefs. Is, four is Chiefs Sunday Night Football. So four is Chiefs Sunday Night Football. Five is Broncos. Six is Eagles. And then seven's a bye, maybe? Seven or eight's a bye. I think seven's a bye. Seems like we always Wait. play the Broncos like around week five. Pretty early. Yeah, they just signed um, – what's his face too? Um, um, Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. And the Bills added Leonard Floyd. Jeez. And like we're talking about putting rosters over the – over the top. I'm not saying that Leonard Floyd puts the Bills roster over the top, but, but he's a, a very good player. team. He's a They're a very player. good team, and they just added, you know, a, a ten-ish sack guy to their to their defensive line. Who's not like a true pass rusher, but he's a guy who you can play in multiple different fronts. Um, very versatile. Uh, yeah, no, he's a solid player for sure. I was surprised that he got such a low number. Um, truthfully, yeah. So um, let's see. Anything else, anything else in the chat? Uh, if you want to throw anything else in the chat or call, I want to bring up anything. We have 10 minutes left. If we don't, we'll just uh, we'll just end it a couple minutes short here. Um, but Mike says their name and their hot dog stand color scheme. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. Obviously, the owner has a lot of allegations and people don't like him. He seems like kind of a prick. Uh, I went to the stadium and watched. But he's not the owner anymore. Well, he's not going yeah, to the owner anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, I went to their stadium. That was the game. That I think Zach Wilson actually – or not Zach Wilson. Sam Donald was actually dealing a little bit. I think Ryan Griffin had a touchdown or two that game, but that was I got I got absolutely obliterated in Washington. That I remember Le- Le'Veon Bell yeah. caught a wheel. Uh, no, he caught a seam route in that game. Did he? I, I always remember the the Le'Veon Bell wheel route against the, uh, the Raiders. 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 And yeah, I, I don't a remember seam the one in that the... game from Darnold. Darnold had yeah. an okay game. I think he did have one stupid interception in that game too. Yeah, shocker. Um, I could be wrong about that though. Yoshi says the Sabo switch was spot on. I'm not sure exactly what the Sabo switch was was about. Um, oh, I think he's talking about Zach Wilson. I think I think oh. he I think Sabo uses that term when he refers to Zach Wilson. No, uh, Mike says Beckton, if healthy, had this uh, has to start this year at left tackle. The cost or pick to replace would definitely be better spent somewhere else. It's the best for the team to see what they have. Um, it's, best, it's best for the team yeah. to win football games when you have Aaron Rodgers on a very limited time frame yeah and, and you're not going to move Dwayne Brown who's played his whole career every single fucking snap at left tackle to right tackle if we were going to if we were the last year's Jets and we didn't really expect to legitimately compete then okay I'm okay with playing Beckton but like Salah said it's the best five and the best five is not Dwayne Brown at left, right tackle he hasn't played it like Kyle said it, it I think he played it in college but he went he, he got drafted in what like You know, so he hasn't played right tackle in in over a decade. So Becton played it last year. He played it in college. Um, So your best five includes Becton at right tackle. So Becton's going to play right tackle. It is what it is. Um, Brown's not going to be an $11 million backup, and he shouldn't be a backup regardless because he's better than guys like Mitchell, in my opinion, you know, who who would start a right tackle. So Becton's going to be right tackle. I'm 99% sure. I'm I'm 95% sure he's going to be the right tackle. Uh, Slow-mo guy says also uh, Zach shouldn't. Should have gotten a new QB coach that that's not John Beck. I feel like the his throwing motion and how wobbly his spirals are makes his throws inaccurate, especially in bad weather games. Um, no, he, yeah, he had a lot of lower body mechanical problems, even even at BYU, and they just they just exemplify themselves in at the NFL level. 
Um, and, and Zach Wilson, it wasn't obviously ideal with what happened with, uh, with, uh, uh sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the, 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 the coach who passed away, he got hit by the, the, the car, um, not ideal. You know, yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg Knapp right before the, right before the season. And then they try to bring in a familiar face in John Beck. And, you know, it seemed to work at least a little bit. Like after they brought him in, he actually started playing a little bit better, but then he went to do his own thing. And he, he left this, he left the, the, the staff, but, um, you know, so part of the problem with, with Zach Wilson was not getting the tight end and not getting a backup quarterback, you know, right off, right off the jump, who was a legitimate veteran who would be willing to teach him. So they, they mishandled Zach in some ways, but people also can act. And I kind of had this, this, this conversation last week, Sam Donald and Zach Wilson situations were a thousand percent different. Like if you put Zach, Sam Donald in Zach Wilson situation, we got drafted, maybe Sam Donald worked out like, like Sam Donald was put with the 32nd ranked offensive line, a terrible defense, terrible receivers, you know, Tyler Croft and Brian Griffin as his tight end one and two, like he had nothing on top of having nothing on the roster. He had Adam Gase and Mike McCagnan, you know, like it was well, Gase comes in year two. Yeah. Yeah. Year two, year two. Um, but still very, very bad. It is completely different situation with, with, uh, with Zach and, and with Sam Darnold. Uh, JMO was balling, was balling that game. I don't, I don't know what game we're, what game we're we talking about. JMO. Is that, I don't know. Is, that I, 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 is that a reference to Jameis Winston? I, th- I, 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 I think of JMO, I think of, uh, of, uh, Jameis and Williams now. Or did I think I'm getting, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, even if Beckton could be a better left tackle than Brown, Brown at left tackle and Beckton at right tackle is better than, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it, Rivka. It's not, it's not, and I've been, I said that a couple of weeks ago, it's not necessarily Beckton versus Brown at right ta- at left tackle. It's exactly what you're saying. It's, it's Brown at left tackle and Beckton at right tackle is way better than Beckton at left tackle and Mitchell Turner Warren at right tackle. Or, uh, yeah, there's no other names in there. So, exactly. A thousand percent hit the nail on the head. Um, and Salas keeps saying we're going to play the best five. So we're going to say that so. we're going to play the best five. He also came out and he said, uh, "Did you see that?" He said Dwayne Brown, like he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he's he, he's he's entitled to anything after after Beckton comes out and says, "I am a left tackle," and then your coach is saying, "Yeah, you know, Brown, our selfless warrior, he, he doesn't expect anything, and he's really way, hard to to, to when get." Solace says all, something like that. Do you think that that's like aimed at Beckton? Like, hey, listen, yeah, it is. It definitely is. Sal doesn't like that shit that Beckton says. He's like, "Go earn it." He says that in the media, and then a couple of days later, he puts out a freaking article where he's where he's criticizing the coaching staff. He's not doing himself any favors with this coaching staff. He's going to be a right tackle. I'm sorry. Um, and he was drafted in 2008. Thank you, Rivka. Uh, Yoshi says I'm talking about how Zach's mind turns from Mush once he makes a mistake. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the, the dude like and and that's what like Kyle was talking about in early in that Patriots game. He looked pretty solid, but once he hits a road bump, it's fucking it's game over. He just he he can't he can't recover. Um, so yeah, John Benton was the, uh, the offensive line coach. I think I said that name too, but yeah, Greg Knapp, I apologize for forgetting. It is what it is. Uh, Beckton only has this year to let, left to show what he can do and the difference between him and the, the rest at right tackle isn't worth settling it. Um, yeah, I think no, you're thinking, it's not, you don't have Aaron Rodgers for five years. So yeah, you, you have Aaron Rodgers for two years. So we have to do our best for the next two years to surround him. It's not, Oh, well, you know, we'll be a little bit worse at right tackle, but we have to see what Beckton is because we want him for the next five years. No, let's just have our best team playing while, you know, Aaron Rodgers on our center. That's, that's, that's my mindset. Uh, oh, JMO, Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Jamison Crowder did have a good game. I think, I think, uh, like I said, I think Ryan Griffin had two touchdowns that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I remember uh, it, it wasn't him, but it was, um, oh yeah, no, it was Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin was a guy, I, he, cause he was on the bears last year. I believe Ryan Griffin. I was telling yeah, him I you, ran into his, dad. his dad or something. Yeah. Yeah, I ran into his dad in a bar in Chicago because we obviously went to the to the uh, to the Bears Commanders game uh, that Thursday night prior to the to the Jets Sunday game, 
And he's like, yeah, you know, he really got screwed by the Jets. He's like, you know, he's only a backup here because he's behind a superstar tight end that, that they want him to develop. I'm like, oh, yeah, they definitely they definitely brought, you know, uh, Ryan Griffin in to, to mentor uh, – what, what's their tight end's name? Cole Komet. Uh, yeah, Cole Komet. Cole Komet, the superstar tight end. I'm like, okay, all right, Dad, you know. But, he's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Jameson Crowder against the, 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 the then Redskins, yeah. No, he he did. Well, I like I like Jameson Crowder, um, but he he just battled some injuries, right? So my favorite my favorite Jamal Adams hit came in that game. He laid the shit out of that LSU running back. I, I always forget his name. He's not in the league anymore because he had too many legal problems. And and with with the Redskins, yeah. So the Redskins drafted this. Um, he was a savage type of runner. Like he barreled dudes over. Not Morris. No, so not, nothing about Morris. Yeah, right? no, no, he was a, he was an early draft pick. I. We could look it up. Somebody will find it and put the name in the chat. Uh, yeah. Joel Adams laid the shit out of him. I think I know who you're talking about too, because he went off his like first and second year, and then just completely fizzled off, right? Like really, really quickly. No, nah, he he didn't really play much in the NFL. Uh, I think he had like an um, injury or something. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how we even how do you even Google that? <laughs> Redskins are actually well, that was twenty. That was you know Redskins was second round pick LSU running back. It'll come up LSU. Uh, LS Darius Geis, Geis, Darius Geis. That's it. Yeah. Okay. For sure. That's the name. Um. Yeah. So, Kyle, is there anything anything else want to bring up for the next? Oh no, let's close it down now. We got two minutes left. So, um, I appreciate everybody being in here. I obviously know it's a dead time of the off season. We'll have plenty of more topic shows again next time. Kyle's on in two weeks. It'll be stat predictions. The the, the show after that's top twenty five. So we have some more fun shows coming through that have a more topic based. And then again, I'm putting out twenty eight total reviews this this off season twenty. 20 more to go. Um, pretty much every single person the Jets have brought in, you'll get at least an hour to uh, eight hour total review of Aaron Rodgers. So um, check out the film. Obviously, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate everybody for watching. And uh, I'll be back next week, um, Wednesday or Thursday, with another stream. And then again, expect you know a show, uh, a, a film show every other two or three days at this point. Uh, Kyle, any last words? Nope. Um, you should just watch the reviews too. Yeah. They're, they're cranking out now. So.